You got me mad now. You know, you got a bad pickle. Feeling good. Well, the st- skeptics and all the people have a little bit of... Let me do this again. Oh, it's live, pal. Sorry. We ran the bad pickle in the arena. With my main man, Pots and Pants, Nick McCone. That's me. I don't know what the kid is that was a riding it, but he ain't on it when they brought it to the ring. Tomorrow, I'll you can kick your face off. I'm down with that. Kick your But I don't like it when things aren't going my way. Don't you dare be sour! He don't know nothing else. <laughs> you know that wrestling, right, you know that wrestling bro. <laughs> give me a hell yeah! I said give me a hell yeah! What's up ladies and gentlemen out there in internet land and welcome to episode 250 of the Straight Shooters, available wherever podcasts are found. My name is Vaughn Johnson, joined as always by my main man, Pots and Pans, Nick Bacone, a Philly voice and Philly influencer. And of course, we had fantastic episodes leading up to episode 250. So of course, we got an even more fantastic episode ahead of us tonight on the big 250 here on the Straight Shooters, where we're going to do a deep dive into the movie, not the match in the movie, but just the movie, No Holds Barred. Starring Hulk Hogan, Tiny Lister, and a host of others in this movie, in this very, very, very strange movie that we're going to deep dive in in just a few minutes. But before we talk about No Holds Barred, Nick, I got to do my weekly check-in with you, baby. What's up with you? How you doing tonight, my good brother? I used about three and a half pages of regular notebook paper to take notes on this movie. That's how... That's how much I be- believed in the content of, I'm going to need to write a lot, man. I'm not going to be able to do it in like a small notebook that I had. So uh, my hand's still tired, even though I watched this a week and a half ago So t- t- to prepare. So I haven't seen it since. I haven't like gone back or anything. I watched it all the way through, paused here and there to you know take my notes. So uh, I'm excited to talk about this. And it's a lot. It, it was a lot. It was a lot to get through. It's a short movie, but it took me a long time to get through it just because there was so much ridiculousness in it. Thank goodness this was a short movie. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. I did not feel like watching this longer than it was on, bro. Uh, <laughs> I watched this, bless her heart, I watched this with my girlfriend last night. I don't know why she sat with me and watched this movie. I don't know why. I I, I asked her just like as a joke. She was like, oh, yeah, all right, whatever. It's a short movie, so I'll do it. And she did watch it, and she hated every second of it. She will never watch a movie with you again. She, look, I hope not, man. I mean, I hope so. I should say I, should say I hope not. <laughs> I hope so. I hope this, I hope No Holds Bar didn't ruin that for me. Right, uh, well, just stay away from Suburban Commando. Stay away from Mr. Oh, Nanny. No, we're not doing that. No, no, no. No Holds Bar is bad enough. That's it. That's it. Hulk Hogan movies, straight trash. That's the end of it. But we're going to talk all about how trash it is in a few moments. But first, we got to talk about a couple of current events. One being that NXT popped a big rating last night on Tuesday. Uh, for those who are unfamiliar, they averaged, I think, 849,000 viewers yeah, on, t- on a Tuesday like night. Mm. And it was only a, was it only a one-hour show? No, it was it two, was hour two hours. Two hours, okay. Yeah. Super Tuesday. 
AEW had that one-hour show a, while, a couple weeks ago. But either way, 849,000 viewers on a Tuesday. And I know WWE is looking at that being like, hmm, Tuesday, eh? There ain't much going on over there. We used to have SmackDown there. What's that? Oh, Impact is on Tuesdays? No, no, nobody cares about that. Look, Tuesday seems wide open. Maybe we should do Tuesday. And that's the word on the street is that NXT might get moved to Tuesday, which I think would do is only beneficial to WWE because they went to Wednesday nights, at least on a national television scale, trying to compete with AEW. That's the reason why they did it. All right. Let's not confuse it and, you know, pretend that that's not the reason. They went head to head to AEW, saw how things worked out. It did not work out well <laughs> for them on a weekly basis as far as overall viewers and uh, the demo of 1834, which I know everybody's talking about the demo, but mm-hmm. it's an important demo. And let's say over the last 100 weeks, which I don't know if this has been 100 weeks long, but let's say if it has been. It has been, right? Because it started last October, so we're almost at, I want to say 100 weeks, then I guess it'd be 52 weeks, right? Uh, so let's say it's been 45 weeks since this started, right? Since it started when the AEW Dynamite went on the air in, in early October. I don't know where I got 100 weeks from. It's only been 50-something weeks. <laughs> yeah, 150, that's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, whatever. 45 weeks, let's just give or take, right? That this has been on the air. That we've had this Wednesday night war. I would say NXT is like 5 and 40 <laughs> in, these, <laughs> in this competition. As far as overall viewership, and I don't know if they've won any weeks when it came to the demos. But overall viewership, I give them a solid five wins out of forty-five. If you know, estimating forty-five weeks. So, to me, if you're WWE, yeah, get out of Dodge, bro. Get off of that. And you see how much the viewers shot up when you had the night all to yourself. It, you only did yourself a disservice by staying on the same night as a show that had the curiosity and and the interest and and really the the you know they wanted to cheer for this brand AEW. They want them. They want this brand to succeed. And you're going up against it, and it's not helping. And you didn't you didn't help yourself. So clearly, and obviously, last night's show had the the four away Iron Man match was was quite the cluster, I must mm. say. But I think people went into that show. I mean, obviously, it's an NXT Championship match. You expect to see a new champion. We didn't get it. So <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sure people went into the show thinking that there's going to be they're going to see a new champion. That didn't happen. But here we are. I think NXT, you know, should move to Tuesdays. Sucks for Impact because, you know, they had Tuesdays all to themselves. Not anymore if WWE has anything to say about it after what happened this past Tuesday night. What say you, young Nicholas? I'm kind of angry about that. Put some respect on Impact's name, brother. It's uh, it's a good show. I really enjoy it. So I'm kind of bummed to see uh, that's probably going to happen with NXT because you know, I'm going to have to watch NXT. Uh, it's premiere thing we're probably gonna we won't really talk about impact uh no one really talks about impact in on social media it's just a really good solid wrestling program uh that kind of takes me back a little bit that's why i love it but if nxt moves to tuesdays i I think you're absolutely right i think it's the right move it's good for wrestling fans that that watch both uh, it's good for both programs. It's not just good for NXT. I think it will be good for AEW as well. I think it's better to... Uh, like, the whole head-to-head thing was really 
over dramatized in my opinion back like, like last year it just felt forced on everyone and it was kind of clear like you said what WWE was doing they were just trying to you know stunt AEW's growth for lack of a better phrase uh, you know I think it's clear that they realize they may have taken some viewers away but they haven't taken the viewers away that I, I don't want to say matter but when it comes to the demo, you know, that's, you know, we hear hear about it in 2020. Uh, we didn't hear about it years ago. But I, I guess as we we always learn, you know, like we lovers and stats can tell the truth and they can lie. And as we've moved on, I guess the demos are the most important part of the ratings nowadays when, when it comes to advertisers. So, but I mean, WWE doesn't really have a problem getting advertisers so their demos aren't very good compared to AEW's but I don't know about other TV shows I don't I don't know how you know I'm not well versed in looking at those and breaking them down every single year if somebody wants to pay me out there to do it I will but (laughs) (laughs) I won't I won't sit here and do it on my own with and and you know without any any uh monetary value coming in so y'all got to pay me <laughs> exactly i'm i'm throwing it on that out there in social media too and i'm available for hire so uh just uh reach out to me at my email pacone at gmail.com and any rest anything wrestling related sports related i'm in so a cheap plug for me and i'll probably plug it at the end of this podcast but getting back to the original point I do think that it would help both NXT and AEW, and I think Impact's, unfortunately, the odd man out. People are going to probably pay less attention to that or just DVR it and watch it later on in the week or weekend. That's kind of what I do. I thought Tuesdays were really good, but once sports started back up and it was hockey and basketball and baseball and then football coming, I just haven't really had the time on Tuesdays to hunker in for two hours to watch impact and uh, you know spoiler alert eric young's the new champion so go figure uh they're doing some things over there that look really cool uh so i'm kind of you know like yeah sucks for impact but you got to move nxt man i'm tired of the head-to-head stuff and since we've been recording on wednesday i barely watch any AEW. i barely watch any nxt so it would be better for me too well, there you go uh so we'll see you all how that will all shake out uh, moving forward. Uh, but good night for NXT. But uh, we got a transition here to some breaking news and unfortunate news here oh. in the wrestling community. Uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of the website Squared Circle Sirens. Yes. Uh, apparently, yeah. the owner of said website, uh, Casey yeah. Michael, has passed away at the age of 26. And if those are unfamiliar, Squared Circle Sirens is a big uh, website that catered to uh, women's wrestling a lot. Uh, and, you know, that site was a forerunner as far as, like, covering, even back in the Divas days, I remember, you know, the site covering a lot of women's wrestling. Excuse me. And, um, yeah, unfortunately, he's passed away. Uh, so that's yeah. really sad, not just for, you know, Square Circle Sirens, but the industry, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, fortunately now there is a lot of attention on women's wrestling uh, that, you know, mainstream-wise, you know, everywhere, not just on a specific site, but... Uh, Square Circle Sirens, man, that was a, a you know bit of a a pioneering site that focused on women's wrestling, and, and it was pretty dope. And you see now how much of an effect it had on Twitter. Right now, I'm looking at a tweet from the Bella Twins. Uh, mm. You know, RIP. They quote tweeted the uh, the Square Circle Sirens tweet and said, "RIP Casey, remembered and loved forever." 
and always. So yeah, I guess it's in at the end. I guess it's from Nikki. Um, you know, Gab Gabby Ortiz, uh, Philly wrestler said Arvin Casey. Who's that? Charlotte Flair. Yeah, there you go. I mean, this is Casey, yeah. right. You know, Gabby Ortiz. He always supported so many of his women in the business. He fought so hard for so long. I'm going to miss interacting on here with him and seeing his funny commentary. I hope he's finally at peace and no longer in pain. Goodbye, my friend. So, you know, obviously this just broke like an hour ago, so there's no, you know, details as far as how uh, Casey passed away, but, uh, you know, I would assume that would come out in coming days and weeks, but, uh, again, that's a big loss for the wrestling community, um, you know, which can be, you know, <laughs> wrestling community can be wild sometimes, man. A lot of bickering back and forth. Uh, you see that a lot of, you know, amongst wrestlers or journal journalists and, and, and wrestlers or whatever, and fans, I've partaken myself in some of it. Uh, Nick, you have too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, sometimes if something like this happens, it reminds you like, yo, man, we all kind of love the same thing. You know, we all kind of are in this same world that's very, you know, it's very niche. And I know sometimes that's a knock, but, you know, it is. It's kind of a niche product that we all love. And we're all part of the same community and, you know, we kind of bicker a lot and I guess it's kind of like a family squabble, you know, families kind of squabble a lot of times and stuff like that, but it kind of makes you take stock and, you know, what we, how special we have it sometimes amongst us wrestling fans. It could be really good. It could be really bad sometimes too, but it could be really good. I think Casey Michael provided something that was really good and needed for this wrestling community and his loss will be, um, I don't know. I can't, you know, can't replace somebody like that who, you know, uh, did as much as he did and bring as much awareness, bring as much awareness to women's wrestling as he did when no one was really, you know, giving a damn about it. Um, so yeah, uh, and of course, you know, take stock and take, don't take this whole thing called life for granted. So rest in peace to, uh, Casey Michael. Yes. Rest in peace, Casey. I started following him a few years ago and his, and then his website square circle sirens. And like you said, it was even, I believe, looking at their Twitter account, they joined uh, January 2014. So, you know, it's been going on quite a while f- throughout various eras in women's wrestling, uh, especially in WWE, you know. And, uh, you know, it's a shame that, like you said, he's 26. and But the outpouring of love and support that I'm seeing is just, uh, it doesn't make anything better, but it's, it's nice to see and the fact that, Casey Michael did so much for women's wrestling and everyone recognizes that and everyone yeah. appreciates that. There's and so many women's yeah, wrestlers I'm right saying now. like Mia Yim. Uh, right. Peyton you know, Royce, Deanna yeah, Perrazzo. Like, Cross. Yeah. Like you said, Bella Twins and all, all the, even the reporters, you know, Dave Meltzer and uh, John Pollock, Ryan Set and Impact Wrestling even sent out a tweet, you know, we're just talking about them. And the actual Impact Wrestling account uh, tweeted out condolences. So, you know, if you haven't heard of him, uh, just know that he definitely, like Vaughn said, and like everyone uh, on Twitter is saying, he was a pioneer of women's wrestling. And, you know, I know he was dealing with various illnesses throughout the years, but he, you know, I remember him posting, like, pictures from, you know, when he was in the hospital and just talking about women's wrestling and, you know, it's just the kind of guy he was. And, you know, I didn't know him personally, but I knew him well enough to know how much, how, how important he was in women's wrestling. Yeah. So again, um, 
rest in peace, Casey. Uh, the wrestling sphere, you know, community uh, won't be the same without you, honestly. Uh, you brought, like I said, you brought a lot to the table uh, that was needed in yes. wrestling. Yes. And hopefully uh, we, you know, a lot of people have picked up that mantle and helped carry that mantle for women's wrestling since, you know, Casey started his thing and, and the website started their thing, but um, let's keep it going, you know, because obviously women in wrestling, they still got a long way to go. Even though they've come a long way, especially in WWE, they, you know, they main event at WrestleMania in 2019, but there's still things they could do better, still some things AEW could do better, and of course just the treatment behind the scenes of women in general could see a lot of improvement in, um, in, in wrestling. So let's keep, so all of it can keep the positive momentum going and uh, uh but yeah at the end of the day uh rest in peace to casey so uh that's some unfortunate news that you know kind of hit while you know we were on the air but uh you, you know we got to make this awkward transition we've made it seems like we made a lot of awkward transitions this yeah, year. Uh, 250 episodes and we've had well quite a few this year specifically where a lot of awkward transitions yeah, we're talking about something real heavy and serious, and then we're going to transition to some goofy stuff, which is what we come here to talk about, more than likely. <laughs> I mean, we yeah, we'll talk touch on serious stuff, and we'll talk about it in depth. Uh, have no issues doing that, but we come here to try to, you know, have a good time and have an outlet and have fun, and that's what we're going to try to do with this no-holds-barred deep dive into this very, very interesting film <laughs> that opened 31 years ago on June 2nd 1989 I was a wee baby only four months old not even four months technically I mean it would have been I was born February 9th uh, but it opened in theaters June 2nd to opening weekend of 4,950, or 4 million, 4.9 million, I should say, not 4,000, that'd be terrible. <laughs> 40, 4.9 million, so almost $5 million that weekend, uh, and it grossed 16 million worldwide. So, uh, the movie was made, let me see how much it was made for, I can't really see that, but I can find it, potentially, but, uh, yeah, no holds barred. This movie is something else. Here, here I am on uh, Box Office Mojo, which is by <laughs> IMDb, and here is the blurb for No Holds Barred. <laughs> Rip, who is played by Hulk Hogan, is the World Wrestling Federation champion who is faithful to his fans and the network he wrestles for, which is not you know. The network he wrestles for. That's yeah. odd. I don't know why they did that yeah. as a thing. He was contracted to a specific network. Whatever. Brell, the new head of the World Television Network, wants to rip wants Rip to wrestle for his network. Rip refuses and go back to his normal life. Still looking for a way to raise ratings. Brell initiates a show called The Battle of the Tough Guys. I can't read for some reason. <laughs> a violent brawling competition. A mysterious man, Zeus. Wins the competition. This gets Brel to use him as an angle to get at Rip. Oh boy. <laughs> was oh boy in that right up? No, that's that's all me. <laughs> I was I was ad libbing there. 
So Definitely wouldn't have been surprised if it was. This film, weirdly, has a decent cast. I mean, I've always... Counting Hulk Hogan, obviously. <laughs> yeah, uh, the um, guy who played Brell. I don't even remember his real name. But, but then you got... Uh, he always seemed Tiny to be... Tiny Lister, who we will oh, talk yeah. about in detail. Um, Tiny Lister, you got Kurt Fuller, who we're going to talk about. Mark Pellegrino. Bill Henderson is a former singer turned actor. Uh, Jesse Ventura, Gene Oakland. So we're going to talk about it in detail, but before we kind of dig into it real quick, I don't know, Nick, if you kind of remember the first time you saw this movie or what were your thoughts about this movie before you watched it this most this past recent time, you know, kind of give some uh, thoughts for me, please, if you have any. Uh, I really don't uh, remember how... Oh, breaking news. The Rock had coronavirus. Oh. oh, his family's as a positive, but are no longer contagious. So, hopefully, the Rock and his family are doing okay. Jeez, a lot of breaking news while we're recording. Right. Um, we gotta uh, get off our social media feeds while we do this show. <laughs> well, I just it came up as like a bleacher report alert on my phone. It's weird. Huh. Um, so, I don't remember the first time I watched it, but I definitely remember it was when I got into wrestling. So. Maybe it was in 89 or 90 or 91, around that time period. Uh, definitely not in the theaters. It was in on VHS, I'm assuming, my babysitter's house. or you know, I never had a copy of the VHS, so my parents never bought me a copy. So I, I watched it over there. And I I mean, it was cool seeing Hulk Hogan in a movie, a, a different setting. And uh, I'm realizing, okay, movies are fake wrestling is not <laughs> you know when i'm 40 years old it's like wrestling's real but i know movies are fake so you know i was kind of like under the impression that the wwf was bigger than it actually was at the time because this movie you know talked about the wwf a lot showed the belts uh had gene okerlin and jesse ventura in, in it and uh just you know Dif- different things made me think that D- WWF like owned the world or something. Uh, clearly not the case, thank goodness. But now we fast forward thirty plus years, and it seems like it owns the wrestling world. But yeah, I just I, it was weird seeing Hulk Hogan in different colors too. So uh, yeah, I mean, my talk gen- about them colors too. Yeah, my general impression was kind of like, eh, like I, I wasn't. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. And as a four or five, six year old, however old I may have been when I first saw it, uh, it made me think of uh, of Hulk Hogan as like the biggest hero in the world. That you know, if he could do it in movies, he does it in real life. Why is the Ultimate Warrior champion? <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of where my headspace was at when I first saw it. And so it had to be probably 1990, 91, something like that. I saw it much later than you. I don't. I remember being a little kid, but I don't remember exactly how old I was. I was aware who Hulk Hogan was, and he was the wrestler and whatnot. But I remember watching this. It's like, oh, a wrestling movie, and then I watched it. And I was like, oh, that was a that was a movie, and then, <laughs> then I, I just never watched it again after that. <laughs> I had no desire. Now, did you watch it before you started watching wrestling? Or no, did, I think I had after, watched okay. wrestling by that point. I'm pretty okay. sure. Um. But yeah, I never had any real desire until I was like, you know what? 
we should do Noah's Bard for a deep dive uh, for no particular reason other than that it's ridiculous. Um, you, you mentioned it, I think, at the end of one episode we were doing or before we started recording one episode. And I was just like, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. It's just, this would be stupid to watch. But um, <laughs> let's dig into some context around this film real quick because we got to remember Hulk Hogan in the 80s was one of the most popular people on the planet. Um, you know, we know how he is now. We know what he's like now, but, and it ain't great, but back in the eighties, he could do no wrong. And because he was so popular and just took WWF from, you know, a sort of territorial promotion to a national, to a worldwide promotion, honestly, um, naturally the next step is to do a movie and WWF decided that you know, and Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan actually executive produced this movie. To you know, they put out a movie. And this is like the first WWE film. You know, they have a whole division now, but back then it was just one movie, and this was it. No holds barred. Of course, it starred Hulk Hogan, and as you could imagine, it is the cheesiest thing of all time. Now remember, this was filmed in '88. Yes, if you remember WrestleMania Four, the whole tournament to crown a new WWF champion. Randy Savage wins the tournament with the help of Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan goes away. During that time when he went away, he was filming this movie. Next year, it comes out after Hulk Hogan and uh, Macho Man already had their their match at WrestleMania 5. And we're going into SummerSlam. I think SummerSlam 89, right, was when they had the whole match, the movie, the pay-per-view, right? Or Yeah. Was, wasn't yeah. it? Or the main event of SummerSlam was Zeus and Hogan versus... Now, Zeus and Savage versus Hogan and Beefcake? Beefcake, uh, yes, because... Or did that, that Tibiasi ever team up with Zeus, or was that just Andre the Giant? Maybe. Maybe that was the whole the master movie thing that I'm thinking about. I'm, getting, I'm getting all confused. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was Savage and Zeus at SummerSlam 89, yeah. so that was in August. So what? Wow, that's two months after this movie dropped? Oh, yeah, because you got to <laughs> capitalize. It's probably still in theaters. Was Zeus training? Like, what the hell was going on with that? I thought there was a, a longer kind of build with with him becoming a wrestler, but nah, they just went right into it. Because they didn't care. He didn't have to do too much. <laughs> it wasn't like he was trying to give, give him a five-star match. <laughs> Why didn't he learn how to moonsault, damn it? <laughs> <laughs> just going out there, pretend that you get, you know, he didn't. He probably didn't sell a whole lot, you know, just get Guess hit a couple the, times and that was it. Uh, guess what the tagline was for SummerSlam '89? What was that? Feel the heat. Ooh, yeah, it's a good one. Oh, oh man, yeah, that was uh, you know, when Savage I think was was he the king yet? Nah, it just still says Macho Man. So, but Sherry match, was with him. Oh, well. The match, the movie thing happened in December, and that was okay. in the Steel Cage. Same match, but in the Steel Cage. Was that a uh, Saturday's main event? Um, no, it was. Filmed as part of a WWF Wrestling Challenge taping. Wrestling Challenge? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't Wrestling Challenge. It was taped then. Okay, it was taped. But okay. it was separate. I was going to say, like, what if they <laughs> randomly on a Wrestling Challenge on like a Saturday morning? They're not going to for a Wrestling Challenge, man. That's funny. That I don't been think best. I've ever watched that, by the way. Wrestling Challenge? Oh, the match to movie? Yeah, the, yeah. Well, you didn't miss much, I'm sure. But now it makes me kind of want to go watch it, so. <laughs> well, 
before you watch that, let's talk about <laughs> No Holds Barred, which starts off with Jesse Ventura getting the uh, special appearance credit for some reason. I don't know why he got that. I guess he's like, I'm a big deal. I've been in uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, and I was in Predator. I was in Running Man, so give me my credit. Yeah, I guess so. Give me my special appearance credit. Get that credit. dough. Get that dough. Maybe he made more because of that. Maybe. Because Predator was a huge movie, man. It came out in 87. That was that was still an incredible movie. And I think Running Man came out before that, maybe, or around the same time. I don't know. I'll give you one oh, 87. Gu- I'll give you one guess uh, if I watch those movies. <sighs> Nick, <clears throat> you've never seen Predator? Nope. I know about the Nashville Predators. Bruh. <laughs> Come on. You've never <laughs> seen The Predator. No, I think I watched Predator vs. Alien, though. No, man, I don't count. No. <laughs> Talking about Predator, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Bill Duke, and Jimmy... Jesse said Jimmy. Jesse the Body of Ventura. Come on. Nope. You're killing me, man. Predator yeah. 2 with Donald... With, uh, not Donald Glover, not Donald Glover. Danny Glover. Different Glover. <laughs> <laughs> Black guy, but different different Glover, obviously. But no, you never seen that? Uh, Nope. <sighs> I have watched right. No Holds Barred, though. That's a damn shame. <laughs> that is a damn shame. It, whatever. We're here now. We're starting off this movie. It's in a big arena. I guess WWF taped this during one of their shows. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. Don't know. But here we are. And here comes Rip, the World Wrestling Federation champion, coming to the ring with his brother and his corner man. Yeah, his trainer. Is that who the black yeah. fellow was? Yeah, his trainer. His trainer. By the way, the black fellow was a, a former jazz singer named Bill Henderson, mm-hmm. who who did a lot of movies. After he, you know, besides doing music, did a lot of movies. He was in City Slickers. He was in one of my favorite movies called Trippin'. I don't know if you've ever seen Trippin'. You never oh, seen yeah, Trippin'. I'm I not going to ask you if you've seen Trippin'. I, I did, did remember. not see this. <laughs> don't lie to me. He's in nope. lethal, lethal Weapon 4. You ever see that? Nope. All right, but he was in a bunch of movies, <laughs> including this one. So he comes out with his corner man, Jesse Ventura, Mean Gene Oakland are on the call, which I don't think has ever actually happened in real life. <laughs> that was just so weird. Yeah, it's just like Mean Gene was never a play-by-play guy, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, uh, but Rip as his name is in the movie, Hulk Hogan's name is in the movie, he's got a WWF championship match against a fictional wrestler named Jake Bullet. Nick, do you know who Jake Bullet was played by? I do now. I was like, that guy looks familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote his name down, and then I was like, nah, you know, it, it definitely is that guy. But uh, I had to look it up just to make sure. And even when I was a kid, I was like, that guy looks familiar. But I couldn't put... You know the fate, the the name to it, because I was a kid. I didn't know any better. I don't know people play different roles. I just thought one person was one person, and that was it. Movies, real life. <laughs> right? Why is Demolition Axe in the in, in the ring without face paint? <laughs> exactly. Wasn't he Axe? Yeah. Okay, yeah. he was Axe, right? Yeah. Look, he Bill Eaton weird. was Jake Bullet, by the way. Yes. One half of Demolition. Who who was the referee? Did you catch that? Joey Morella. Yeah. So, we saw that. Uh, the match itself, I'll give it two stars. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been longer. 
Yeah, uh, not enough false finishes, you know. Yeah. The crowd, no, not enough this is awesome chance. Just Hulk Hogan doing <laughs> his normal Hulk Hogan. No, no, excuse me, Rip. Rip doing his normal <laughs> Hulk Hogan stuff. <laughs> Rip doing his normal Rip stuff. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, because that's what this was. That's why I get so confused. Because Hulk Hogan played Hulk Hogan in this movie. That's <laughs> who he was. He was not anyone else. He was not a fictional character. He was Hulk Hogan. They decided to give him a different name, which I don't know why. And I even wrote this down. Why didn't they just call him Hulk Hogan? What was the point of making him a fictionalized version of himself? Like, it didn't make any sense. Like, WWF produced a movie. Y'all, y'all had the rights over the title of, the, of all the character names. But so did just make him Hulk Hogan. Did he not have the rights to the name by that point? Didn't he trademark, like, Hulkamania? Wasn't that, like, all his? So no. If he if they used his name, then he would get maybe more money than Vince would get. And you know damn well Vince wouldn't let that happen. Either way, it just made sense to me. Just call him yeah, Hulk it's Hogan. Stu- it's stupid. Because I'm taking my nose down. I'm like, rip. Hulk Hogan. Rip. <laughs> Dude, Hulk you know Hogan, how many times I wrote Hogan and rip? Like, back, <laughs> like randomly? Like, I have Hogan up here. Hogan finisher. Hogan white gear. But then, I, like, all the way down here, I have rip. And then on the back, I have Hogan. And then I have rip. Like, rip was easier to write, though. <laughs> Didn't make any sense, man. It just confused me. It definitely confused me when I was younger, and I was like, what is a Rip? And then, like, they kept calling him Rip, so I'm like, I guess Rip's his nickname. We're never going to know his real name, but, like, he was Rip the right, entire that's movie. Another thing. We never knew this guy's real name. <laughs> so, what was the point? I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, according to Wikipedia, his name was Rip Thomas. Oh, that's because probably... I think we found out Randy's last name at some point, so that's probably mm. they just put two and two together. IMDb is—he's just Rip. <laughs> they he's didn't get—they didn't pay attention to Randy, I guess. Yeah. By the way, this movie finished number two in the box office opening weekend, behind Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. That's what? how popular Hulk Hogan was. I never watched that one either. It's just okay. It's not that great, but. <laughs> Uh, the according to Hulk Hogan's biography, the movie cost eight million dollars. Oh wow! So they made sixteen million. So they made a profit. I mean, okay. <laughs> but it said Vince. I'm just reading from the Wikipedia here. It says Vince McMahon, who financed the movie, more or less broke even because of his distribution fees. So there you go. Right. So yeah, again, Vince McMahon financed the movie. Why wouldn't he just call him Hulk Hogan? He's just the <laughs> same person. Did nothing different. Didn't look different. He wore different colors. That was it. As yeah, one of the matches, two stars. I guess you you would think if wrestling non wrestling fans were to go watch this and they see Rip, but then they they become a wrestling fan, and then all of a sudden they tune into WWF and they're like, "Who the hell is Hulk Hogan?" <laughs> <laughs> right. What? Another thing about this movie that I noticed is that. Wrestling is played off as being 100% real. So, <laughs> you know, I know that might be strange to some people looking at this like, what? They think this is real? But no, I mean, back in the 80s, people, that there was no breaking of kayfabe back then for the most part. So, yeah, it was, even in the movie, it's real. So, I think uh, the, the funniest moment, if uh, that kind of lends to your point, I just want to, I don't want to like jump ahead here, but when Brawl's watching it in his office and then he's like, oh, they're going to, you know, screw themselves, I guess, because Axe had Hogan in a headlock. 
uh, during their match. It's like, oh, if Rip loses, they're done. Like, it just made me <laughs> laugh at how ridiculous that was. It's so ridiculous. But speaking of Brel, who was the big baddie in the movie, I, I mentioned him in my notes multiple times as evil exec. Because <laughs> that's pretty much what he was. His name was pointless. Nobody cared that his name was Brel. I don't know where that name even came from. It's just a weird name. But he's evil exec. He is played by Kurt Fuller, who has been in a ton of things over the years. Mm-hmm. From what I remember him most being in is he was the villainous guy again because he's just good at playing a, a, an asshole apparently. Uh, in Ghostbusters too, you've never oh, seen. Yeah, that that's right. That's right. That's where I remember him from. You never saw Ghostbusters. Yes, though. I did, dude. I watched all the Ghostbusters movies. I have them on DVD. I love that franchise. But you never saw Predator. No. It's like from the same time period. Yeah, but like I, I, I mean, no, that was eighty-seven. You said, right? Ghostbusters from, came from out like in the remember, early to mid-80s. My, my I think very the second first, one came out in eighty-nine. My very first like memories of of like movies include Ghostbusters. So it was really whatever was on at my babysitter's house or at home. So Predator was uh, not there. <laughs> I even had the Halloween did. costume. Kurt Fuller did No Holds Barred and Ghostbusters 2 in the same year. The man was caked up in the 89. Like he was he was hit, hitting bangers in 89. That's uh, He was also in wild. The Running Man. Uh, he's done a ton of stuff over the years. Like He's been in a bunch of TV shows. Uh, I'm looking through his IMDb right now. He did voiceover in L.A. Noir, the video game. Uh, a bunch of, like I said, a bunch of TV shows over the years. Murder, She Wrote, Dharma and Greg. Uh, a ton of stuff. They got Malcolm in the Middle. I mean, again, to my point, he's been in a lot of stuff over the years. I'm just up to 2005. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude is a hard-working man. All right? Yeah, I just, um, he's so evil that every time I see him, I just want to punch him in the face because uh, that's all I remember him as in the, these evil ro- roles. Yeah, he's really good at those roles. I mean, this movie's trash, yeah, but... Probably he- because, like, my Ghostbusters is probably why I feel that way because I don't... I didn't remember him in No Holds Barred. I remembered him from Ghostbusters, and then when I saw No Holds Barred after that, that's like, ah, oh, that I, I recognize that guy. Yeah. So, and I, it, it, the fact that he was in the same role, I'm like, oh, it's the same exact dude. <laughs> he didn't do anything different. He was the same guy. Yep. <laughs> but he's in the boardroom, and he is pissed. Right? <laughs> he is pissed because his network is crappy in the ratings. They're they're like USA when they watch NXT. I don't know, maybe, <laughs> or I don't know. I'm I'm trying to compare it to something current, but it's not working out for me right now. But Vince McMahon watching AEW. Yeah, pretty much. Night. <laughs> <laughs> and this Braille guy, evil exec, he sees Rip, and he's like, I gotta have him on my network. He's ratings. He's box office. People want to see this guy. I in his exact words were, I want this jock ass on this <laughs> network. Pause uh, right there. What is a jockass? It's a very bad pronunciation of jackass. What? <laughs> I wrote that down too. I wrote, uh, you know, jockass, and that was his fra- favorite word because I don't think once he said anything other than jockass. I'm pretty sure I wrote it down every time he said it. 
that on Urban Dictionary? Is it on Urban Dictionary? <laughs> is it in Urban Dictionary? Let's see. Well, in the board uh, meeting the next day, he calls him a jockass again. I was like, what, <laughs> what is this word he keeps saying? <laughs> a well-known athlete <laughs> he said it who... again. It's so funny. This was added April 5th, 2009 to Urban Dictionary. A well-known athlete who repeatedly makes poor decisions. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? An example. Okay. An example. A-Rod can't get out of his own way. He is such a jockass. I've never heard that <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Me neither. And I think it was just added. Be- I think that's what A-Rod got suspended around that time period. So that's probably why it was added. <laughs> Jockass. It was added by the people who wrote this movie. <laughs> they just used justify, A-Rod as a... To justify them putting it in this movie and no holds barred and saying, yeah, yeah, Jockass is a real thing. And everybody being like, no, that's not a thing that anyone says, bro. No, and I've nope. never heard that before. I promise you it is. And then he <laughs> manually put it into Urban Dictionary. <laughs> and it's like, see, I told you. <laughs> so now he's going around the room giving people... He, he's he's sourcing out ideas. He wants ideas for the next big hit on his network. And he goes to this poor woman. She says her idea. He hates it. He tells her. He goes tells her. I don't know. This Is this 80s writing? or what? Who? Only this big man can finance a movie this bad. <laughs> he said, why don't you take a leak? It's like, what? <laughs> then she just cries and runs away. It's like, that wasn't even that meat. What is he? I would have been confused. Like, you just tell this woman to take a leak? Like, what is that supposed to... What? Is that supposed to be an insult? Like, you told her to go to the bathroom? Right. Made no sense. That was this movie's attempt at making somebody evil. Right. <laughs> uh. It's like in typical Vince McMahon fashion. They had to ham fist down your throat that this guy is the bad guy. See? He calls everybody jockass. He told this lady, mm. this poor, innocent lady, to take a leak. She cries for no reason runs away. Didn't she, uh, wasn't her idea like a primetime game show? <laughs> Remember, uh, they were that, big back in the 80s. Either it was her or another guy who said, oh, they still sell. They sell yeah, well, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something, it's just, oh, come on, man. So his big thing is like, I need to get Rip on my network because I don't know why Rip is only signed to a network. He's not signed to the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> He's only signed to this network. Okay. Not going to get into the weeds on that because that's just confusing. Yeah. So, he manages to get a meeting with Rip, right? Rip shows up in the limo, and he's just walking around in this awful outfit where he's just casually wearing a weight belt for no reason. I noticed that, too. He's just wearing it. Like, it's part of his outfit. He's walking around looking like a goddamn Power Ranger. (laughs) He's got, like, wrestling boots on. He's got red and black. So, he's in the Wolfpack before the Wolfpack was even a thing. (laughs) And I'm like thinking about like, yo, Hogan wore these type of outfits for years. Like he's steady wearing these stupid, ugly outfits. What was up with my guy? Well, he's not my guy. Let's take that back. <laughs> what was up with him though? Uh, you know, and he wore that weight belt, you know, as part of his ring gear later on. I'm surprised he didn't wear it then. Like he was rocking it in casual wear. So <laughs> <laughs> this is this was Hogan streetwear. wear. <laughs> Well, you see in the magazines, stuff like that, in the fashion, on Instagram or whatever. You see the streetwear, and that's a big thing now, the streetwear and all this and that. This was Hogan's streetwear. This was his, like, fashion touch was the the, the, the color-coordinated weight belt. 
that looked super tight. It's like look like a waist trainer. Like, it didn't even look a weight belt. Like what? what? <laughs> <laughs> and he had to match do rags. Like he, he was just something else. He was yeah. feeling himself in this movie. He was. It was really, it was really bad. Uh, but <laughs> Braille's trying to sell this guy, Rip, to come to my network. He literally offers him a blank check. Check. It's blank. You write down the price. Now I gotta say, if it was me, one <laughs> billion dollars. <laughs> like <laughs> that's what I would have done. I I probably would have went with two billion. Hey, I don't blame you. Get what put, you can get. Put a billion, you know, set aside a billion for, for <laughs> you know <laughs> for a rainy day, and just you know spend a billion. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, how long <laughs> does it take to spend a billion though? Spend a billion? I'll go to McDonald's. That's damn. That's a lot of McDonald's, man. You can buy no, just, McDonald's. No, just like right away. Maybe get like you know quarter pounder meal, and then and then decide. There you go. I mean, you gotta enjoy the finer things in life when you get a billion dollars, bro. You gotta right. get a quarter pounder meal, not just a sandwich, but maybe the meal. a double, maybe a double quarter pounder. Woo! With bacon. Oh, oh, now you rich, rich, huh? <laughs> you get money. I believe that's a number two. <laughs> I had one yesterday. There you go. Oh, Nikki, I get money, money. The double. I had a double quarter pounder, but with bacon. Woo! Yeah, that's a little expensive for my taste, boy. Yeah. <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> but instead of doing what we would do and instantly signing this check for a billion dollars, Rip, because he's all full of integrity, he declines because he's under contract to this mysterious other network that was never mentioned in this uh, movie, not- nor were they represented in any way. He's just on their network. Oh, uh, Rip, you're talking about. Yes. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that was weird too. I mean, why not just make something up like you do everything else, just to give context? But no, we don't know what what network it is. No, just just another network. Brell is pissed that he didn't sign this contract or sign this check. I should say, called him a jockass again. This is the third time <laughs> in like five minutes. Called him a jockass. Rip, he retaliates, grips him up, stuffs the check into his mouth. And we're, this has only happened from the first, I wrote this down, we're like 15 minutes in, and all this stuff has happened. We've heard Jockass three times, you've seen Hogan wear an ugly, just, just terrible outfit, we saw Bill Eady, we saw Joy Morella, and we've seen the guy from Ghostbusters 2, and it's only been 15 minutes in. We saw it's a lady action, cry. action-packed, man. Yeah, a, a woman cried, you know, she probably quit her job that day. Probably. Took a so leak. much happened. Took a leak on his car, hopefully. <laughs> like a dog? Or <laughs> 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 he just got up on top of the hood and was like, yeah, how about this? Piss all over it. Uh, you don't fire me. You don't piss me off. Literally. <laughs> so, this is probably the best scene in the movie coming up here. <laughs> yeah, I tend to agree. Because, <laughs> I don't know what the hell was... I don't know how to even describe this. Because I mean, good luck Rip, because I, I I don't think I'll be able to provide any context either. Okay, so Rip gets into the limo. He's leaving. He's gone. He's, he's he you know accosted this guy, bro, and saying no. Before not 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 before leaving by giving his hand signal. <laughs> Did he jump at the two dudes sitting down? Yeah. 
looked at him intimidatingly. <sighs> and then left. <laughs> what? What was that? That was Hogan's attempt at being tough. Yeah. Yeah. So he's in the limo now. He's he's all, you know, I'm leaving. I'm out of here. For some reason, this limo driver just decides to kidnap Rip by driving super recklessly. Like, like if you're going to take Rip somewhere to be beaten up, wouldn't you drive there, like, just normally? Instead, he, like, swerves on all these corners. He drives through buildings. Rip is trying to kick out the back door. Yeah, I don't know windows. how that – I don't know how, I guess, the, his powerful legs – move the car <laughs> but I don't, I don't know how like how you can it was stupid i mean <laughs> like I him, him kicking the doors the... making the car do all that like come on i just understand what the hell was supposed to be happening here it was like uh, I, I didn't get it brawl's cronies were trying to kidnap him or uh give him a good beating because uh didn't he say something about like don't let him leave or something like that maybe and uh, yeah, I wrote down Brawl's guys drive him to the warehouse. So uh, with <laughs> right. cr- with cronies, I actually wrote that down. <laughs> so so yes, it made me think cronies. like he he made a call uh, to the limo driver or whatever. So the limo right. driver knew what to do. That was my uh, view of it. There's some local tough guys waiting in the warehouse, and before they can get to Rip, who's still inside the limo, this man explodes out of the limo. He jumped through the roof <laughs> the of the limo. The best cinematic experience I've ever seen. Bruh. <laughs> I didn't know he was Jason Voorhees. <laughs> what? In how slow, did he, in slow how, motion, too. Of course, slow motion. It's the 80s. But <laughs> let's just examine this for a second. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty on this. How could he possibly have the leg strength to jump that high in a limousine? He had no run up. He had no <laughs> he just did it off the vert and somehow bended his knees enough that he could jump that hard with that much force. He's that strong. Well, apparently he was cuz he just beat the hell out of everybody. Like like Chuck Norris is kicking yeah. people, hitting them with weapons. Bashing him upside the head, throwing him everywhere. Threw somebody through the windshield. Uh, I think he ripped somebody's leg off at some point. It was crazy. Like it was wild. <laughs> they do call him Rip. <laughs> right. He rips a lot of things out. You'll see as as time goes on. Didn't he just after he pretty much beats everybody to on the edge of consciousness? Uh, he crazy. He just maniacally laughs his way to the driver's side door. Ha 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 Like. Why is he crazy? Why is he psychotic now? Like, who laughs during this time? He's fighting people, like six people. His life is in danger. And he's ripping their heads off and maniacally laughing. I am concerned. I am, I don't feel comfortable watching this now. (laughs) And then he further proves my discomfort by just ripping the door off the hinges. Didn't even open the damn thing. Forget that. I already destroyed the roof. Yeah, he'll get stronger than that. He's not that strong. <laughs> just to take it off, not like bend it, something like he just took it off. <laughs> Grabs his limo driver out the car and just snarls in this man's face for like 20 <laughs> seconds. What the hell? Your breath stink, Rip. It smells like you ripped, you ripped ass in your mouth. Like, this is awful. Was that supposed to be intimidating? Well, it was. 
Or, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because Rip smells something. <laughs> he smells, like I said, smell like he ripped ass in his mouth. No, that wasn't his mouth. That was Homeboy's pants. Because Rip is like, ah, ah, what's that smell? <laughs> <laughs> and German Liberal Driver goes, Dookie. Dude, what? <laughs> I'm watching this. Four and years old. Rip just goes, Dookie, and that's the end of the scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what happens after that? Like, come on. <laughs> How does Rip get home? How does the just... other guy get home? <laughs> what? And why does his stain look like diarrhea? <gasps> That's how bad it was, bro. Just, when you scared, it just all comes out at once, man. You don't have control over that. Yeah. Oh, I, man. I just, uh, and at four years old, I'm watching this, four or five years old. I don't know what Dookie is because I've never heard that word before. <laughs> and so I see like his pants were had like wetness on it, but I didn't I didn't understand the euphemism at, at that age. So he says Dookie, and I'm just like, what? Like I, I didn't understand what was going on. So, it was a little above my brow. You must have had a low brow. Dookie was above it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, you know, watching it when I was older, and I was like, "Oh, that's funny," you know. And were were adults saying Dookie back in '89? I feel like that's a kid thing to say, Dookie. Yeah, nobody says that. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I guess they could, I don't think I've heard I heard a curse word in the movie, so they wouldn't say. That and I guess poop is too dorky of a word, you know, when you're More in that scene. I mean, like you, I guess you want to make the character, you want people to laugh at him. So if he says poop, it's not as funny as dookie. Dookie. <laughs> and it's two <laughs> syllables. No, better than just That's poop. <laughs> I just love how Rip just looks at him and like, dookie. And yeah, he, he, can't, he keeps smelling it. Like even after he, <laughs> he's like... Jokey. <laughs> Camera cut. Kevin Dunn. Bro. That was the high point of the movie. If you <laughs> It was all downhill from there. Right. If you just want to end this movie on a high note, turn the movie off at this point. <laughs> it does not get any better after this. Alright, before we move on, I think it's a good time to mention because of that dookie line, who wrote this movie? <laughs> yeah. Uh, his name is Dennis Hacken, and did he wasn't he on Saved by the Bell? Oh, uh, that was maybe? Dennis Dennis Haskins. Never mind. Maybe yeah, this is Dennis Hacken. Uh, he's only written like seven. He only has seven writer credits on IMDb. No later than two thousand. So he doesn't hasn't done a whole lot, <laughs> and I guess you'll see why. <laughs> in the rest of this movie. Yeah. Um and also the director of this movie, Thomas J. Wright, who actually has done a lot of stuff over the years. He's directed forty four episodes of NCIS That's and so eighteen random. episodes of Supernatural. Hmm. So he's been out here, did an episode of Grey's Anatomy. Uh so a lot of T V shows it looks like he's done over the years. Uh, did an episode of The Wire. 
So he kind of bounced back after No Holds Bar. Good for him. Because <laughs> that could have ended his career <laughs> mighty quick. Uh, <laughs> Damn. I mean, he's got some good credits to him. But this is by far probably the worst, I'm sure. Um, but where do we go next? Where does What would you do after you've been nearly kidnapped, you fight off five people, and you smell poop? What would you do, Nick? Uh, I think I mentioned it earlier. Probably go to McDonald's, get a quarter pounder meal. Well, that's not what Rip did. Oh. Rip went right to another board meeting. Oh. How did he even, like you said, how did he even get there? What? Well, did he take an Uber? I uh, I guess a taxi in 89, because, you know, <laughs> obviously no Uber. Uh, but, uh, maybe there was an Uber we didn't know about. Maybe. Lyft. Maybe in this universe there was a such thing called Uber. Maybe. maybe. But he's at this board meeting, and all he's looking at is this woman at the top, who's at, at the head of this board meeting. And I literally forgot her name throughout the movie. I had to look it up to remember her character's I name. Didn't remember they, it. I didn't remember I didn't remember well, I looked it up. Her name was Samantha, paint, played by Joan Severance. Uh, but she did her character. What was the point of her character in this movie? Besides be, obviously, Rip's love interest. Uh, that was it. You nailed it. I think every single movie that lacked critical thinking always had this sort of story play out. So clearly you had to have one for Hulk Hogan. In his own movie, man. Yeah, but it was by bad. the very bad. It's bad. But in this particular scene, she's at work. <laughs> yes, she is at work. She Good is headed call. this board meeting, and she's talking to about important things. They want to do a rip and all this stuff. What does Rip talk about in this meeting? Well, what does he do? All he does is looking up, up and down, checking her out. Ooh. Hot mama here, pretty much. And he just stares off into space. For like 30 seconds, she had to call his name to get him back in the room here. What was he doing in that 30 seconds that he stared off into space? I don't want to know what he was thinking about. Oh, I think we do know. I think we do know, too. But he pretty much just said, can we talk about this later? Over dinner? He pretty much asked her out in the middle of her big board meeting in front of all these people. She had a presentation. She's at work. Yeah. This is workplace harassment, fam. First day on the job, I think, too. Right. This is a lawsuit. Mm. I didn't ask for this. I came to do my job. Meanwhile, I got Big Hulkster over here who was going by Rip for some reason. 6'5", <laughs> 290-pounder guy checking me out with his Fu Manchu and his weight belt. I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. But she accepted because it's a movie in the 80s, so who cares about right. any of that, right? And we'll get into... <laughs> Woo, this this relationship between Rip and Samantha, uh, it's, it's going to get weird at a yeah. certain point. But she accepted his date, offer or whatever. They go out to a restaurant. Rip shows up in this awful, awful all-white suit. <laughs> Was he going to a wedding, bro? Like, what are you doing? Are you the groom? Or are you going to a restaurant? Well, I guess, you know, elegant dining. Yeah, he's got to look his best. And as we'll come to find out, he seems to be a regular there. Yeah, because they played up the whole stereotype that Rip looks like a stupid American. <laughs> He's, a He's a jockass. assumption. He's a jockass. What'd you say? He's a jockass. That's fair. He is a jockass. 
And of course, this jockey doesn't know anything about, you know, fine French dining. Because why would he? He's a big, stupid American-looking guy. So, <laughs> but <laughs> the waiter is kind of a, it's kind of a, you know, a jerk in that he just assumed that he didn't know. He didn't even ask if he didn't know or not. And it turns out, like you said, Rip is a regular. That man even speaks French. <laughs> That would have been the most ridiculous part of the movie. I mean, there's been there's ridiculous parts of the movie, but that whole thing just felt like really, oh my god! Of any of all the people that you play stereotypes of, you have to uh, kill the stereotype of the jockass. Nobody else Who cares the jockass. Because yeah, Rip ain't no normal jockass. He's a Renaissance man. He's a man of resist Renaissance. Like he's all about <laughs> Renaissance fine dining. He likes the finer things in life. He even knows about French cuisine. He's a man about town. This Rip Thomas. Well, I mean, I, they even planted that seed in that meeting, even uh, before they went to dinner, where he's like, "Oh, I'd like to pay attention to my charity work and blah blah blah." Like already, they're like, oh, "See, he's a really good guy." It's perfect. <sighs> this is such a Vince McMahon movie. <laughs> yeah. He wants his main hero guy to be absolutely perfect and just impeccable. He does charity. He speaks French. Everybody loves him. The whole waitstaff came out to greet him. Oh, it's Flip. Hey, what's going on, baby? The whole thing. I don't know why I just made him Italian. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Nick. It's, uh, I'll forgive you. (laughs) (laughs) But... You know, everybody loves the guy. He's strong as all hell. He can jump out of cars, you know. <laughs> and, oh, oh, by the way, you know, he loves, he enjoys French cuisine as well. Like, he just, he's just everything. He's just, every, everybody loves this guy. Uh, so, I don't know what came out of this dinner scene besides him speaking French. It seemed very <laughs> pointless to me. Um, so, yeah, after that, we just shift gears completely to the evil exec. Because him and his two <laughs> lackeys go to a crazy bar somewhere in the city. They never said what city this was, I don't think. Um, but this bar no. would get shut down in a day, <laughs> in reality. <laughs> but in this movie, this was a legally running, I guess they had all the permits. They had, they had everything going for them. And there are people literally fighting in the middle of this bar. Like, in a ring, no rules. People get knocked out unconscious. <laughs> In the middle of this bar. Oh, by the way, they're fighting outside of this, too. They're fighting everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> People are yeah. just fighting. And the waitresses are ugly and <laughs> drunk and bad teeth. This is the worst bar in the history of bars. And we see it here in No Holds Barred. <laughs> see what I did there? Uh, but this bar, just no way this bar exists in real life. They, they have something <laughs> to be shut down. An alcohol license taken or they get some type of... Uh, if, you know, the uh, maybe the food violations, you know, the health and safety violations, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of the blog on the Inquirer called Clean Plates, where they list all no. like the the restaurants that get the food violations. Oh, wow. This place would have been in Clean Plates every day. <laughs> At the top. At the top of the list. Mm-hmm. So eventually, we see people fighting, and they meet Stan Hansen. I don't know what his name was in the movie, but I know that was Stan Hansen. <laughs> and again, he just played himself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. He didn't have to play a character. He was just Stan Hansen in Japan. 
Just so happened he's in the States this time. And I knew he looks familiar, too. After watching some old footage when I was a little older, and then I was like, oh, wait, like he looks familiar. <laughs> Where do I know him from? And I first saw him in No Holds Barred. How about that? Yep, there he was. Chewing a whole heap of tobacco. Yep. Spit, eventually spit it on someone's shoe. That, that was disgusting, honestly. <laughs> but then he jumps in there. He beats up somebody. And what does he do to celebrate? He shotgunned a keg. Is that even possible? Yeah, you saw it. Come on, man. <laughs> it's got Shotgunned a, it's, a keg. Listen. I guess we had to know just what type of badass Zeus was going to have to beat. All this told me was that none of these people are alive today. <laughs> That's all this told me. <laughs> none of the people in this fictional surprised. scene live to see the year 2000. <laughs> all the alcohol they were drinking, all the fighting they were doing, there's no telling what other stuff they were doing illegally. Yeah, what was that uh, little person Flicking in the drinks from up above in a shark cage. What are those, like, roofies or something? I'm sure. Mm. This bar is totally illegal. <laughs> and none of these people, if this is in this fictional universe, none of these people lived to see 2000. They were all you, dead. You know what type of show would have been great in there? Shotgun. Shotgun Saturday Night. I mean, that was it right there. They didn't need a <laughs> WWF. That was the original was just, plan. Stop it. <laughs> I took you seriously for one second. <laughs> hey, that's the first thing I thought of when I rewatched this. I was like, oh, man, shotgun Saturday night. <laughs> and they're in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> this is what he based the vision off of for shotgun Saturday night. In his mind, he'd, he'd be Stan Hansen in there, shotgunning kegs, clotheslining people, hitting people with the lariat. That's right. No referees. People fighting everywhere. The referees the at the bar. all over the place naked, like... That was Vince McMahon's vision for Shotgun Saturday Night. Didn't turn out that way. And how about the the whole like caricature of these people at the bar? They thought these three guys that came in in suits and, and well-dressed, they thought they were all gay. Yeah, that's like, messed up. Yeah. like You, know, you want to go to the gay bar? Like, what? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on, Vince. Only gay Although men I wear should, suits? not surprised. Especially yeah, 1989, weird. where I'm sure times were tough for gay people. Uh, Still tough to imagine. Yep. I'm sure a little bit tougher back then, but yeah. that's weird. That was very weird. I did notice that. Um, but in the midst of all this chaos, evil exec gets inspired. He's like, yeah, we could do something here. Meanwhile, his two cronies go to the bathroom arm in arm because they're so scared. I mean, I don't blame them. It was stuff going down everywhere. People were flying. Bodies were flying everywhere. People get punched in the face. You just never know. They go into this bathroom. This bathroom is utter trifling. Like, it is the worst bathroom I've ever seen. This place should have been shut down immediately. This bathroom <laughs> was just disgusting. But somehow, they're in there. They're doing their thing. They're talking way too much because guess who's in the bathroom hearing them Talk trash about everybody in the bar. GTV. <laughs> Stan Hansen's in the bathroom. And he comes out of the bathroom, bursts out of the bathroom, looks at them, and it says, and he makes fun of their penis size, <laughs> and it says, it ain't even worth it, and just walked away. 
<laughs> I'll what? tell you, the reveal of him in the stall cracked me up. He's just like, you, he, like, why would you peek your head up instead of just burst through the door at first? <laughs> right? But, you know, cinema. So uh, that cracked me up. And then he called him Teeny Wangers. Teeny Wangers. <laughs> Whatever it ain't, the Teeny Wangers. It's <laughs> a good tag team name. They're teeny wangers, man. That, that might be a taxi name at some point. Uh, the teeny wangers. And they're like, that's such the fake laugh that that was edited in when he was leaving the bathroom. <laughs> and like his his mouth isn't even moving. It's like, come on, man. Like editing, post production. Let's go. Get it together. That's, that's the '80s for you, man. Yeah. Just yeah. A and R, A R, somebody's voice right in there. Uh, <laughs> so after this. Big exec evil guy, bro. He announces this open competition to all tough guys in the world where the winner gets $100,000 tax-free. Which, by the way, is that even legal? Can you do that? (laughs) I'm pretty Uh, sure the IRS is like, hey, uh, we want our cut. Uncle Sam needs to get his cut. I guess the, uh, uh, the World Television Network can do whatever they want. I guess. I guess it's just, it yeah, the 80s, people still didn't understand taxes, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, mean, I know at four years old, I sure didn't. Right, you didn't give a damn. And wh- who would give a damn? Why would that even be, like, a thing to put in the movie? No one is questioning, no one's going to watch the movie and be like, $100,000? What is really, like, 75000 after taxes? No one cares. <laughs> like, Right. <laughs> you say 100000 you're giving them 100000 that's it. That's what people, even in real life, I mean, that's, ooh, $100,000, that's what I'm getting. <laughs> I think that's why Zeus showed up. He's like, oh, tax-free? I'm in. Well, before that, we get a name for this competition. And it's super creative. Wait till you hear this one. It's called The Battle of the Tough Guys. I love that pause he puts in every time. The Battle of the Tough Guys. They didn't even try with this name, though. (laughs) They could have came up with something else. Come on now. Y'all got to create. This is literally what y'all do. Like, we had the Kumite and, and Bloodsport just a couple years prior. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it's different. Well, Battle of the Tough Guys? You know exactly what it means, I guess. What were they? What else could they call it? Thunderdome? Yeah, why not? Or, <laughs> you know, they had a couple years later in the 90s, Tough Man competition. It's just called Tough Man, uh, I guess. I don't know if that's yeah. better. It's just... Battle of the Tough Guys sounds awful. Is that what they yeah. called wrestle? Did they call WrestleMania the Mania of Wrestling? No, it was WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just yeah. that's just terrible. Well, Brell is your uh, brainchild behind that one. What's that? Brell is the brainchild behind that one. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they watched these series of fights we're about to see. The women, and- the women that he fired, probably could have come up with a better name. I'm sure, but she's too busy crying about being told to take a leak. But they probably saw this like, yo, Brawl for All? Hmm? Hmm? (laughs) (laughs) Remember that? Remember this? Battle of the Tough Guys? That worked in the movie. Everybody's watching that in No Holds Barred. So then we get a, a, a montage of fights. People are just flying into the stands. It feels like a lawsuit just waiting to happen. Somebody get kicked in the face, get their nose broken lawsuit so then everything stops 
when Zeus walks in. And he has this big light behind him. He walks in and he's jacked yeah. all the way up. Like, just straight diesel. I've never seen somebody so big in my life. <laughs> he walks in, immediately picks up some innocent woman. Like, hey, how can I help you? Yeah. Picks her up by her face and dropped into like a barrel of nuts. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. You could have just said, I'll have nothing. Get out of my way. Pick this lady up by her face. Also, his arms were just way too far from his side. I don't know why he was walking like that. <laughs> He's walked like his arms are like parentheses. Like, I didn't it's, understand uh, it. Yeah, it's uh, intimidating. No, it just looks silly. <laughs> also, if I see someone with it? arms elongated like that, I would run away. So, right. <laughs> like, here comes Goro from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> But how is it that all these lawless people are in this place fighting every day, drinking beyond comprehension, yet the black man is the only one that was in jail and got let out? He comes straight from prison in his prison outfit, straight to the bar. None of these crazy (laughs) hillbilly white guys were jailbirds, but the black guy, he just got out of jail, of course. Also, yeah, not great. He whoops everybody's ass immediately. <laughs> first day out, he fresh out of jail. You heard the song "First Day Out," or well, this is what he did on the first day out: whoop everybody's ass. Why did they let this dude out of jail? <laughs> He's clearly unstable. He's clearly dangerous. Strap this dude down to a chair somewhere. Well, I guess his sentence was up. No, man, they knew he not the people he beat up in jail. <laughs> Countless people. He was in solitary for years, I'm sure. Can't let him out. He just walks out in the streets again. No, keep his ass in jail. But seeing Zeus and his awful eyebrows, I don't know what they did to his eyebrows in this movie, reminded me to talk about the man who played Zeus, Tiny Lister. I know some of y'all, like, who the hell is, why is his name Tiny Tiny Lister, who is this guy? Only if you're a wrestling fan, you probably only know him from No Holds Barred or know him as Zeus in wrestling when he made his appearances in WWF and eventually WCW. But he was an accomplished actor, Tommy Tiny Lister, who is best known to a lot of people as Debo from Friday. Nick, have you seen Friday? Not all the way through. But I have seen bits and pieces. Bits and pieces. Yeah. Man. Tiny Lister. That's just probably his most iconic role. Debo and Friday. What you got in my 40? That's his classic line. Right? Yeah. But he's also been in a ton of other movies. Forget No Holds Barred. That's the worst movie he's ever been in. <laughs> Remember Little Nicky? Have you seen Little Nicky? I did. But he that was in that, obviously. Ago. He was yeah. Nicky's brother. Whew. He was in Zootopia. He was a voice in Zootopia. He was in I Got the Hookup with Master P. He was in the Players Club with Ice Cube. He was in Step by Step. Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> TV show, yeah. He, was in the, he did a voice in the Boondocks. I mean, he's done a lot of work over the years. And I've said this before on the podcast when we did the uh some 
WCW terrible cage match that we talked about a while back. Uh, he should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah. yeah. That's not like a... I'm not joking about that. He legit should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Like, I'm with you. I didn't even realize he was in WCW as late as 96. I thought, okay, maybe 94, 95. But no, he was in there in March 1996, literally right before the NWO. And I do not remember that. Didn't we watch wow. Uncensored 96? When he had the, the, the big K's match? Yeah. I totally forgot. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how crazy that is. Wow. He was also in The Dark Knight. Uh, he was a prisoner because, you know, he just looks like a prisoner. <laughs> um, he's been in so many things. Like, So, yeah, this dude, let's give Tiny Lister his, pow- his flowers. I mean, he wasn't, he, he wasn't just in WWF and WCW. He, did, he was in the World Wrestling Council in 1990. Like in Puerto Rico. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. Good for him. Good for so, him. Yeah. He's an awesome Powers gold member. Yeah, give that. Yeah, yeah, give that man his flowers. Absolutely. Give him his flowers, man. He's been to so many things. Wishmaster too. <laughs> he was in that. I mean, so many things. This I don't know. Let me see, go back and see if this was his first movie. It was not. Doesn't look like it. No. He's done a lot of different things, but he's been out here since the '80s, man. Like, so let's give like, again. Yeah. Tiny Lister. His flowers, because he deserves them. He's been out here, and yes, I am dead serious. He should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. If they can put Drew Carey in the Hall of Fame for having one match, they can put Donald Trump in the Hall of Fame for hosting a couple WrestleManias. Tiny Lister had a he did a whole movie with them. He did multiple matches with them. Come on, he helped y'all sell SummerSlam '89. Unless he's the one that's like, nah, I don't want to, then absolutely they should reach out and get him in there. Um, maybe that's the case, but... but we don't know, we don't case, know that. So, I mean, and I don't think we've ever heard about his name being thrown around for the Hall of Fame consideration, even that he would you know, deny it. So, come on, WWE. We know you're listening to this podcast. I'm throwing it out there right now. Tiny Lister... Should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Period. Of all the other people that had gotten that crappy Hall of Fame, the celebrity wing of the Hall of Fame at least, Tommy Lister should be in there. But apparently, while he's whooping everybody's ass at this tournament, he immediately wins, by the way. He he comes in, whoops everybody's ass, and they give him the money. He didn't sign no paperwork. He didn't compete in the actual tournament itself he just walked in beat everybody up they gave him a hundred thousand <laughs> but while he's doing that rip and his family are watching on tv and the trainer charlie used to train zeus because he's black zeus is black so of course <laughs> he used to train him um and then he's like yeah he went to jail but after he killed somebody after the bell it's like he got out a couple years later, like what? <laughs> he murdered somebody in the ring. Didn't uh, Giant Cully, Gi- Giant Cully, Great Cully, uh, kill someone from a I move in the no ring idea. or something like that? It was like an accident. So, but they definitely didn't play up that it was an accident. He's like, no, he killed a kid in the ring after the bell. Right, like, did it on purpose. What? Well, did he win the match? Like, did he lose? What, what happened? I don't know, but he probably he's, should still be. In he's jail. apparently a wrestler. You know, that's apparently a wrestler. 
So he should probably still be in jail. Either way, but it's already a rating uh, smash. By the way, if Rip's Rip and his family are, are watching on TV, right? And the good, evil good for that guy is happy. Yeah, good for Brill. Yeah, Brill's oh, he's he's no longer yelling about Rip being a jockass. He's got <laughs> his guy. He's got Zeus. He's got his own jockass. Right. And Zeus is now fighting people in like a steel mill. <laughs> yeah. And he fights some guy with a hammer. Like, <laughs> homeboy can kill somebody. What's going on here? Give him a hammer? Hey, that ring gear, though. He upgraded. What ring gear? Zeus. What do you yeah. have on? I don't even remember. Yeah, yeah like new, new ring gear every, every time. <laughs> he sporadically got better and better. So he had a glow up. Yeah. A hundred thousand, man. That's right. He had the hundred stacks. He's living large, but still fighting in steel mills for some reason. I wrote down: people are in the background watching this, like they're watching, like it's they're on Street Fighter or something like that. You ever yeah. play Street Fighter? And the people in the background just watching yeah. it, like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how these people look. It's like, what is this? They're cheering then, on Lug Wrench Perkins. Oh yeah! What a name! What a name! Lug Wrench Perkins with a hammer. There you go. Uh, but what commission would clear these fights to happen inside of a damn steel mill? Like, what? <laughs> With people in the background just watching. Like, like I said, like they're in Street Fighter. Like, it's a Capcom video game. Don't make any sense. I didn't, I didn't, just don't, understand, I just don't get it. Then we just switch shift gears once again to Rip and Samantha because we got to have a love angle in this movie. It's necessary. You got to have it. It's a wholesome <laughs> thing, right? Yeah. So they're in a diner. (laughs) And Rip walks into this diner. And this waitress is going crazy over Rip. As if he is the sexiest man alive. (laughs) She was like, yeah, I had him back in the day. But then I got bigger than a size nine. And it's like, what? (laughs) So this man wasn't interested in you after you got a little bit bigger. You got past a size nine, and then that was it for Rip. He was like, nope, no fat chicks. I'm good. <laughs> like, what? And no, then it's all just, then it's all just jokes. It's all just jokes. Strips like, Man, <laughs> not with fat shaming. This is awful. <laughs> this is so bad. They're and hitting on says, all the stereotypes. There's just a checklist. Oh, yeah. The sassy black woman. Here we are. And then she and says. By the way, I remember her from Adventures in Wonderland. She played the queen. That was a big step up from this. <laughs> you're, uh, I don't, uh, you're not wrong. but Look, She was a queen uh, in that movie. She was. She was like one yes away from cheating on her husband. Oh, like that was right a, a TV there. show, Adventures in Wonderland. So. Well, TV I, show. I used to watch that on Disney Channel before school. So That's why I was like, she looks familiar. And I was like, oh, yeah, she was the queen. She was just one call away from cheating on her husband. Because <laughs> she said, oh, I would do it again, too, if I wasn't married. I was like, what in the hell, lady? You are married, though. Like, keep it in your hey, pants. Rip is she just... was the first one that was like, YOLO. Bruh. Hulk Hogan. Was he an attractive man back in 89? I mean, he looked was better he like than he did symbol? in, like, 1993. He looked better. He lo- His body was better. I mean, he did, he wasn't ugly. He wasn't an ugly guy. The worst thing about him was probably his hairline. It's not, I was going to say, like, he had a super receding hairline, though. It was bad. That's why he wore the bandanas all the time. Right, and I, I think that's probably why, you know, like, he c- 
to get over that part. I mean, that's the worst thing about him, I guess. I don't know. I mean, you know, he right. does all the charities, you know? So he's a good guy. You would have thought <laughs> Rip Thomas was, I don't know, name of attractive Saint. man in the 80s. <laughs> I don't know. You would have thought he was a sex symbol. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. it's Rip, my man. Woo! It's like, come <laughs> on, bro. Come on. And, oh, by the way, did we tell you that Rip is awesome? Because we're going to tell you again when these three armed robbers come into the <laughs> diner, right? They have guns, automatic weapons. Or is it semi-automatic? No, I don't know. I don't know guns like that. Either way, shoot bullets. Bullets can kill you. So they have the advantage. What does Rip do? Not comply. Not say, hey, you know, you know, give him what he wants. No. He jumps up because he's the hero. Remember, he's a hero. He is a good guy, just in case you forgot. Rips the stool out of the ground. <laughs> what? How did he have time to do that? Is he, again, I guess he's just that strong. But in the time from him getting up to getting the stool and ripping it out, he would have been shot four times. Pow, <laughs> pow, pow, pow. I'm like, and that would have been the end of that. It's like anybody he, else moves well, to get he, shot he, just like him. He probably would have just caught the bullets with his hand. It's ripped. That's fair. That's fair. Because he's Rip Thomas, bro. Yeah. I like how you're using his last name, too. <laughs> he's he's just be Rip Thomas from here on out. He's goddamn Rip Thomas, man. <laughs> RT. Yeah. I wonder if there's any significance to those uh, initials. Maybe we got to look into that. We, RT. We probably should. There's some secret meaning behind Rip Thomas. Maybe those are the initials of Vince McMahon's real name. There's some, there's some layers. Surprisingly, there's a lot of layers to No Holds Barred. Um. <laughs> Rip rips the stools out because his name is Rip, so he has to rip something out <laughs> of the ground. Throws them at the people. Then he throws pies at them. <laughs> Meanwhile, like I just said, the robbers, there are multiple guys. I think there's three guys. They have guns. <laughs> that can See, but kill they're the, lethal weapons. They're the nice robbers. They don't want to kill anyone. They just want their money. Rip is throwing custards at them <laughs> i think they showed the same spot like five times in a row him just throwing it yeah like the same exact scene just cut five times I'm to make sure. it look like you know he was he kept chucking them bro that is that's it looks like something that would happen on wwe tv today absolutely he has good aim throwing pies why not be For a baseball some player <laughs> For some reason, though, these guys never... I think they once shot their gun, and I think it was, like, in the wrong direction, even. Like, the aim was <laughs> awful. But while they're fighting Hulk Hogan, their fingers never got near that trigger. He couldn't have walked away with a flesh wound? No, he's impeccable. <laughs> he is perfect. No, he can't even get shot in the arm. He whoops all these guys' asses with his bare hands and some pies. He's the baddest man on the planet. He has to be. But then we go to the hotel, right? Where Rip and Samantha are staying. And I wrote here, this whole love story angle is hot garbage, all caps. Garbage. They have awful chemistry. Rip is sitting in the bed trying to open up to her. Maybe it's just lonely. No, you don't care. 
You just you know, don't care about what your life is, whatever. We're paying you a lot of money. Get out of my face. <laughs> then she's waking up to him doing push-ups in the middle of the night where he's damn near butt naked. By the way, I got to mention, Hogan, he was wearing boy shorts to bed, bro. I saw way too much of Hogan styles that I ever <laughs> wanted to see. Uh, yeah. That, uh... Did not. Uh, I kind of realize now why he never wore orange in the ring. It just it matched his skin tone. He yeah. was orange. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a time <laughs> where I thought he was completely naked. That's how crazy. Uh, that <laughs> right. was. When he was doing the push-ups, yeah. I couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. The way the sh- sun shined on him was like, oh, he's butt naked. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> okay. But even still, why did he use the bed to do the push-ups, bro? Just let the girl sleep, you ass. Right, it's just, it's true. Then he jumps his big ass in the bed and breaks it. <laughs> Why would you jump your big goofy ass in this bed right now? Dude, he wanted to break it. There oh, ain't no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Head ass. Ain't no what nobody's nobody goes to bed like that. No. I mean, he just flops in, bed breaks, predictably, because you're 300 pounds, you big goof. <laughs> then he gets mad at her. Yeah. Because she put up the sheet in between them so that he wouldn't creep on her. He still does. Before he, he, goes put to bed, he, he put it he, up. He put it up. Oh, he put it up. Yeah. I thought she put it up. She, but he still peeks over the side before he goes to bed. Yeah, that's that was weird. Creepo. And then is mad at her after he breaks the bed. Oh, you're putting up more walls and blah, blah, blah. Like, bro, yeah, she don't want to yeah, like, get into your terrible advances, bro. You're doing push-ups half naked and jumping into the bed and breaking it. She don't want to... She didn't want to try to deal with you right now, fam. You broke the bed. <laughs> for no reason. But somehow... Yeah, I wasn't a fan of uh, him berating her. Right. But somehow, Rip's awful charm, it worked because it's the 80s. Because <sighs> it turns out, evil exec guy bro hired Samantha to seduce Rip. Turns out she didn't want to seduce Rip. She didn't want to make him, you know, she didn't want to seduce the guy because he was just such a good guy. He's so nice. <laughs> He's just so good. Good and breaking beds and creeping over the side of the bed and looking at me while I'm sleeping in my underwear and doing push-ups and waking me up in the middle of the Checking night. Me Outside out of during that, the meeting. right? Ask me out during my meeting. This is my meeting. I put this meeting on the books. He's such a good guy, you know. Like he's just—I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to do your bidding, bro. Just rip time. He's just, he's just. Again, did I tell you? Dude, he's a good guy. He's perfect. Bro doesn't like that though. As a matter of fact, he's so angry he hits Samantha. Damn. And she runs away. Don't let her leave. I don't know who he's yelling at. And he makes this ugly face when she leaves and stuff like that. When he turned back to his homies. <laughs> this dude, Kurt Fuller, turned all the way up for this role. He just looked back and was like, ah. "Yeah." I'm like, "What? The, what are you doing, Nosferatu? Now you're a vampire? What's going on?" So, 
she's upset, obviously, because, you know, she was uh, abused right there, domestic violence. And she runs to Rip, who was more than happy to be that shoulder to cry on. Rip is all there. Oh, you okay? It's all right. I'll give you the hug. And then, I don't know what the hell he was thinking. But he, I guess in his mind, he was breaking the tension. But then as she's crying, this woman has been hit in the face by her boss. She is distraught. This is terrible. Call the police. No. He says, oh, by the way, the bed's going to, the, the hotel's going to send you the bill for the broken bed. Ha, ha, ha. It's like, what? Is this a time? This the time right now to make this joke? He's also funny. <laughs> He's everything. He's everything. You literally could not find a more perfect person. This was not. A, this is a very imperfect thing to and do. You, you know what I didn't like about this? Rip forgave Sam. Right. <laughs> what? Like, she apologized to him. Unreal. After getting hit in the face, and him being an asshole to her in the hotel room, he was like, "It's okay. You didn't accept my sexual advances. It's all right. It's okay." <laughs> like you know. she didn't even try anything. Right, she didn't do uh. nothing. She just said, "Hey, big goof, I'm trying to sleep. Can you do your stupid workout later?" <laughs> oh, also, hey, big goof, you broke the bed. <laughs> I don't like this. Also, we are colleagues. We are working. Professional only, please. Oh, oh, but she's just uptight because she won't have sex right. with me. Right. Oh, right. it's her fault, not me. Oh, men. We suck sometimes, bro. Yeah, bro. That's brutal watching that back and knowing that was a plot line for not just No Holds Barred, for many, many movies throughout the course of the 80s and 90s that I've seen at least. Uh, Even like sports movies, you get that going. So, yeah, watching this back, it felt really uncomfortable watching that scene unfold. Like just... Her saying no to Rip made her a villain. Right. And she had a... Like, she's... What an uptight... What an uptight woman. Why is she so uptight? No, she's working. That's what she's doing. Rip just being a jockass about it. <laughs> and not keeping it in his pants. So, yeah, it's just bad. And my, I admit, my girlfriend, when I was watching, my girlfriend was like, I hate this everything about this movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this one, she had enough. When she saw this woman who got hit in the face by a man have to laugh off her pain because Rip made a joke and eventually they fall on the couch and he pulls her down with them and they kiss each other. It's like, what in the <laughs> hell? Yeah. This was the time? This was the time. Hogan, yeah. this was the time. Rip, Thomas, this was the time. <laughs> Brother, this was the time you closed the deal on them cheeks. This is not the time, bro. This is not the time. This is poor timing. Who wrote this movie? Oh, God. So we had to move on from that because that was trash. But Rip now is at a charity event with a white shirt, teal lettering, <laughs> teal do-rag, and he's teal tights with white boots. Who was Hogan's wardrobe person back then? You know what's hilarious is that 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 I've seen him in stuff like that through the years now. So that must have been that's his like saying. legit. I said that earlier. Wardrobe. He still wears that. Yeah, like that's his legit what he wears outside of the ring. 
What? It, it might have just been his wardrobe. <laughs> he needed a stylist or something. Because this was bad. This was real bad. But he's with the kids. He's picking the kids up, you know, because Rip loves the kids. <laughs> he's perfect. Rip loves the kids now. He's got to get his charity and, events in, in, on the agenda. Right. He, he That had to happen. He loves he his charity stuff. He doesn't worry about merchandising, personal appearances, or TV exposure, which uh, Samantha was trying to work. He wants to focus on his charity work. Exactly. Because that's all he's, he's, he's a perfect. good old boy. He takes his normal paycheck. He's not worth doing it for the fame, you know? Right. Doing it for the competition, even though the Hulk Hogan in real life very much did it for the fame. And it was all about the money. <laughs> it probably pained Hogan to say, no, I'm not worried about the merchandising, brother. He, that was his most acting he did in the movie. He was like, he said no to money. This is how you can make me more money? Uh, 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 no. Whoa. That was tough, brother. That was really hard, brother. I had to say no to money. No, it is me and money. You know, I think even in the movie, he was a pro-union guy. Wow. I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. Wow. Yeah. So no damn well he was not in real life. Correct. Oh, snitch-ass Hogan. <laughs> Imagine him being like, yeah, unions. Rip them. Oof. <laughs> his, stupid little, his stupid little oof when he gives the hand sign. I couldn't get, couldn't get enough of that. So, so bad. Mm. But he's at this charity event. And guess who pulls up in a helicopter? Zeus. A boy Zeus pulled up on him. Pulled up on Rip. Rip didn't even tell him to pull up. But <laughs> Zeus pulled up anyway. And I wrote here. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote this. It says Zeus pulled up on Rip at his punk-ass charity event. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote that. <laughs> and my girlfriend, I've quoted my girlfriend here. I just direct quote from her while she's watching this. Why are those his pants? <laughs> Why does he have the matching do-rag? Because with- he's... Those tight-ass pants. He's a stylist. <laughs> I think he was wearing the... Uh, he's a fashion he was wearing athlete, pants at WrestleMania 4, right? Man Hulk Hogan. He was wearing the... the I believe I, so. First time I saw him in pants was like a WrestleMania 4... Uh, well, not the first time, but... I've always seen him in the ring with the tights, so... You know, his pants were always really tight. Whenever he wore pants, <laughs> even when he came back in '93, just super tight. Rough, rough. But either way, Rip shows up. Not Rip. Zeus shows up, <laughs> walks up to Rip and challenges him to a fight for the world championship. And Rip was shook. He was sitting there like, "Oh, what, 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 what?" And he's like, "You know what?" Rip is a punk. Let's be out. And they left. <laughs> <laughs> you jock ass. Jock ass. Punk ass. Rip. At his little punk ass charity event. <laughs> shook. Little, little chump in front of the kids. Right. Oh, shook. Shook up. You, you scared? Go to church, Rip. You scared? <laughs> What's that smell? Right. You got dookie. dookie. <laughs> you dookie in, in your teal pants? If you're scared, say you're scared. Can you imagine a little kid sitting there like, man, this dude's scared. This dude's scared. <laughs> He's so, like a chump. He sucks. Imagine the kids following Zeus and Brel back to the helicopter. Right. 
we're with dude, them. Dude, uh, <laughs> dude uh, chump for real. Oh man, I knew the do rag was was a sucker move, but you a cold sucker all the way around. Man, hate to see it. Then we just shift gears <laughs> again. Just abruptly go to Samantha, who's in the parking garage. She gets randomly attacked by somebody, right? Yeah. Accosted, assaulted, and then ripped. Just what happens to be in the neighborhood on a motorcycle. <laughs> no explanation why. Mm-mm. No, really. Because no she was no walking to her car. It's not like they were meeting up or anything, you know. Right. This was was he stalking no her? Place for this. Probably because. Uh, yeah. Rip is a weirdo, mm-hmm. but there's no this the scene really had no place other than other than to have more action to show us how tough of a guy Rip Rip is. But so right as she's about to get you know something bad's really about to happen, Rip comes to the rescue. Boom! Pulls up on the motorcycle like American Badass Undertaker. <laughs> doesn't even get off the motorcycle. No, though. no, he doesn't he pulls even go up to, her. to her. Go, hey, you all right? All right, cool. <laughs> And just pulls off to chase after homeboy who's already running away. Who cares about him? Right? How do you know <laughs> not how do you know there's gonna be nobody else coming to attack her? Or just check on her. She's the most important thing right now. Yeah. She's sitting there crying, shook up against the car. It's like, bro, you alright? Alright, you alright, boom, bam, I'm out. <laughs> I gotta fight somebody now. Just he tracks this creep down and drives him into a tree. And then I put here, he laughed crazily again. He's, yes. ha, 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 yeah. Like, he's a psychopath. Got too much enjoyment out of that. Rip is a psychopath. And it's not even, like, he was talking trash to him, too, while he was doing it and giving his little hand sign. He's like, yeah. And he's lucky he didn't get hit by a car. <laughs> he could have caused a big accident. And he's a psychopath. So then he finally drives back. To <laughs> finally drives back to where <laughs> Samantha was. She's still there because she's traumatized now. Right. And now he goes to check on her and hugs her and stuff like that. You know, it's like, why didn't you just just stay there? You don't know what the hell's gonna happen to her. Mm-mm. By the way, breaking news: Leonard Fournette has signed with the Buccaneers. Yeah. Yes, all that. How about that? One year. They're loading up. They are. I still don't think they'll be that that good. That's my opinion. We will see. Back to No Holds Barred, though. Zeus is beating up another portly gentleman, which is like, wait a minute, man. Why are y'all getting these guys who are clearly out of shape? Can't move around that well. All he got to do is tire them out, and that's it. These guys aren't fighters. They're just big. They're just big guys. They're not fighters. You gotta get Zeus over somehow. Put him against real fighters. He needs the squash matches, man. I didn't know this was supposed to be squash matches. I thought he was supposed to be fighting real competition. Oh, bro. out of shape guy. That's what Brel wanted us to think. Okay. Okay. But <laughs> for some reason, Rip's brother, Randy, <laughs> Randy was at this fight for whatever reason. Why did they shirts. come up with the name Randy? It's definitely a. Randy Savage, come on. <laughs> well, What's his name? Randy. Randy. So Rip, Rip Randy. and Randy. Yeah. Why not Rip and Ryan? Like Ryan. Yeah, why not? Randy's not a common name. Sorry. 
Yes, it is. No, it's not. Randall? Roberts. Randy, come, on. come on, ripping Roberts. Well, come on. Randy's a normal name. Randy Moss? I, 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 I didn't say normal. I meant like, you know, uh, you could have went with Ryan, you could, Robert, like what, any other R name, but going with Randy is just weird. And I think it's just because Randy Savage. I think Randy wanted his name in it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think Savage had any. If Savage wanted something to be in it, he would have been in the movie himself. Get a real payday. How hilarious would it have been if he name. made a cameo? That would have been hilarious. That would have been dope. Off the top of the... Better than Bill Eady. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> the evil exec guy, they bump into... Randy bumps into evil exec guy. And they yeah, they were like fleeing or something. Exec. Huh? They were like fleeing the scene or something. Like they were yeah, they were away. like running away. <laughs> and then Brell and his guys get out of a truck, like a van. Like, what the hell are they doing there? I don't know. It's just weird. But they run into him. He, his, Randy's friend is like, Hey, this is Rip's brother. Did you know? (laughs) Bruh, why would you tell him that? You dumbass, Craig. You dumbass. Snitch, come on. Keep your mouth shut. (laughs) Why ask you? Did you know that he's Rip's brother? So then, of course, they accost him. They drag him to Zeus. Excuse me. And Zeus beats the ever-living hell out of Randy. Oh, oh so <coughs> b- before he does that, it I, I find this hilarious, and I did make a note of this. Brel, after Brel finds out Randy is Rip's brother, Zeus, you know, approaches them. So Brel asks Zeus, he's like, "Guess his name," <laughs> and they pan to Zeus. <laughs> they pan to Zeus, and he goes, "I don't guess." <laughs> like why why like why even add that like it's just, it just it's hilarious to me that that was part of the production and i had to make note of it because it was completely ridiculous it, it wasn't even necessary because that brother that, hey this is randy's uh this is uh rip's brother randy and just had zeus beat the crap out of him you don't need zeus then, to say anything randy's friend again his name is randy <laughs> Bruh. Gave me zip code, address, and everything. Right. A social security number. (laughs) Shut the hell up. His name is Randy Thomas. Lives at 123 Fake Street. (laughs) Damn. Uh, He's not naturally blonde. (laughs) 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 He's like, they had to know all that. Like, bruh. So, oh, before he beats the hell out of him, then he pick him up by his throat and just, like, have this weird yell. Yeah. He's choking him. Yeah. He yelled all the time. That No, this one was like, yeah! <laughs> well, I didn't pay attention didn't to that, that yell, but... I, I, I saw it. At least on Hulu, that's how it sounded. Maybe the original <laughs> didn't sound like that. I watched that's the same one, so... It was weird. I mean, maybe there was just an error in production or something. Maybe, but... We gotta we gotta jump ahead just a slightly bit. So I'm gonna come back to what happens after this. But yeah. the hospital scene. Yeah. We see that Randy is like paralyzed. He cannot even move on his own. How the hell did he get that beaten up from what we saw Zeus did to him? <laughs> Cause Zeus is He's a in monster. He's a wheelchair at the end of the movie. <laughs> he can't even walk. He can barely move a pinky. He moves his pinky and it's like a big deal. Yet 
all he did was like choke him a little bit and then throw him, and that was pretty much it, right? Yeah, but I guess he landed wrong. You know, he just land on your neck wrong, and sometimes that's it. This but yeah, it wasn't was very, it wasn't a very good cinematic beatdown that warranted no. uh, all that. He, what Zeus did to him was not nearly enough to have this man pretty much be a paraplegic <laughs> the next day. Like, come on. Should have at least but, gotten like the hammer from that one guy, lug wrench, and beat the yeah, crap something. out of him. That would have made sense. They should have did something that said, "Oh, his back is messed up." He could have punched him in the back real hard or something like that. He could have emphasized it. From what I remember, I don't remember that happening. It was just like, I'm choking you, I throw you down. Yeah, I did I don't notice know if he that punched too. him. Yeah. But that was it. Did he punch him so hard he broke his neck? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, re- I remember going into it thinking, like, oh, we're going to see like a beat down here, and I'm like making note of it. And then I, I like look up, and it's over. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> right. That was it? <laughs> it only it- lasted like 10 seconds. Right, it was nothing. And then we see Rip. Next thing you know, we see Rip at Zeus's gym. And it's like, it's over. <laughs> yeah. So Rip is now in the gym at Zeus's gym. He's got his own canvas, his own ring, and all that stuff. He probably did that up with he, that 100000 Right. You can make that stretch in 1989. Much further than you can in 2020. Yeah. So different times. Uh, but Rip is, for some reason, wearing the same outfit he had on earlier. I guess because he's mad. <laughs> He had to go with the black and red, like, <laughs> you know, because he's angry. But then he's talking to the televisions because now his brow is on each of the TVs taunting Rip. And I was like, this feels like something out of Firefly, Firefly Funhouse. This is just <laughs> awful. Like, he's so angry. He hallucinates and destroys his mirror because he thought Zeus was there and he clearly yeah. wasn't there. Like, yeah, did you take some drugs before you got here? Like, why are you hallucinating? Was uh, the one, the was it the one mirror that had the projector in it or whatever with Zeus's uh, image? Was, was like it the a projector? Pro- I didn't notice a projector. And it was like the last one because I don't, I don't remember how many he destroyed, how many like mirrors he destroyed, but the last one when he was like Zeus and he did that double axe handle uh, finisher of his, <laughs> no leg yeah. drop, no leg drop in this movie. Spoiler, but uh, that double axe handle, and then there was like. I remember looking through the glass and I'm like, what? Like four years old. I don't know what the hell a projector is, but now like I, I looked at it. I was like, Oh, it's a projector projecting his image. So like, I didn't even notice but that. Honestly. that I did like at first I was like, Oh, he's hallucinating too. Like that's, that was my first guess that it shows you how shoddy these, these shots are, you know, they're not clear all the way. And it took me 34 years to figure that out. <laughs> that it was or maybe 30 years that there was a projector in there. And I also didn't understand, like, Brel, yeah, he was ta- on the TV's taunting Rip, but then he was also, like, taunting Zeus. And I was so confused by that. I was like, wait, I thought Brel and Zeus were together. Why is he talking trash on Zeus, realizing that, oh, he's motivating him to work hard in the gym? I get it. Those nuances I didn't really pick up on uh, when I was a four-year-old kid. I didn't pick up on it last night. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was like kind of talking trash to Hogan at well, Rip at some point, but he was also like uh, Rip's gonna tear you apart, Zeus or something like that. And you could tell that it was like right by machines that you know Zeus would probably be working out while watching it, so he motivated him mm-hmm. to work out harder. So like I finally picked up on that. 
it's like, what the hell? It's just weird. It was very weird. It's weird that Rip just goes into somebody's personal property and right. destroys all of it. Like, and then he, if there were no cars there, why would he think Zeus is there? Right. Come on. Just walked up in there. You knew he wasn't there. That's why you did that. Yeah. Sucker. Coward. Right. But then he throws, like, a, was it a bar? Like a weight yeah. bar? Yeah. <laughs> through the camera with impeccable aim. This guy is great at everything (laughs) i could do that 10 times i'd miss all 10 times (laughs) he did it one time i won't even reach through the lens i wouldn't even reach the camera right because it's a weight bar it's heavy (laughs) bruh come on dude he harpooned it the best part of that was the reaction because they were watching it from their little room their little suite room boardroom whatever brell and his cronies they were watching that and when he throws it at the camera, they act like they're getting hit. Right. And they're all, like, scared. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Like, you oh, my God. destroyed that with anything. <laughs> just a camera. He could have just reached up and took it down, probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that doesn't, you know, send the message that he's serious, I guess. Okay. Well, it gets real serious when we go to his brother in the hospital and... Rip grabs his brother's hand and Randy and Rip proceed to ball tears. They are so sad. Here's the problem though. When I was watching this, me and my girl watching this and Randy starts crying and Hogan starts crying. My girlfriend started dying laughing. <laughs> and I did as well. It was hilarious. And it's not supposed to be. I was supposed to be this heartwarming, touching, emotional moment. But, man, that was funny. His brother sitting there with the neck brace on, all messed up, all black. Because he, just remember, he hit Zeus first. He did. He did. So Zeus was, you know, defending himself. <laughs> so that's what you get, Randy. Stupid head. Oh, man. Why would you hit this man? Now he has every reason to, to, <laughs> yeah. to paralyze you. Yeah, that that should have made Zeus the sympathetic character. Exactly. I felt bad for Zeus. He got <laughs> assaulted. Dude wasn't even moving, and Randy was like trying everything. <laughs> right. Ugh. Zeus was merely defending himself when he broke that man's spinal cord. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he paralyzed him, but it was all in self-defense. He hit him first. That's right. His his ability his ability to walk had to go. That's just the result. <laughs> This is how it happens. That's right. Randy should have Randy should have been smarter. Yeah, he was dumb. Uh, I put here that Hogan was trying to win a Golden Globe with this performance here, with him <laughs> crying and all that stuff, because they was really like into it. Like it was a real emotional, gripping yeah. scene. It's like, yeah. bro, this is hysterical. Brother all laid up in the hospital, and then we see a montage of Randy helping his or Rip, I should say, helping his brother Randy do physical yeah. therapy because he doesn't yeah. know he can't even function again he can't even walk on his own he's doing the walking thing and he just like uh, slumps yeah. down yeah. oh i can't no I'm too weak randy i'm too weak weak rip <laughs> oh god it's like what like bro he just choked him a little bit and threw him to the ground but he's in physical therapy and meanwhile zeus you see zeus working out he's you know mm-hmm. just getting getting jacked up but here's you know 
Rip with his brother in the hospital helping his paralyzed brother or semi-paralyzed brother because he's trying to walk again. I put here, Zeus didn't do nearly that much damage because he couldn't have. Just couldn't have done it. Right. Unless he got some weak bones or something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. And my favorite part was uh, Charlie and Samantha were in the room. And Charlie's sleeping. <laughs> He's dozing off. And then once Rip and Randy, you know, when start crying, Samantha wakes him up and everything. So. Right. It just made me laugh. It's like, why because, is Char- <laughs> Well, because Randy was asleep. He was like in a coma. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was not. He was but out. Like everyone, everyone's awake except Randy and Charlie. Like. Charlie's right. is, Charlie's the one dozing off. Why right. not? Well, why is man. Samantha not the one dozing off? Come on. He, Charlie's an older man, so <sighs> you know, old people to be falling asleep randomly. You know, <laughs> why not? Let him get the rest. Why not? But yeah, Randy is in a coma, damn near. You know, that he Hogan, wakes up when Rip comes in the room. Like you're right, and with Rip's crying scene, like trying to win a Golden Globe or whatever, I wonder what he was thinking about. He's probably thinking about the WWF running with Randy Savage as the champion. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I was saying, I should be there. Are you thinking about what would they do? Like, how would he feel if they made a black person a WWF champion? <laughs> I think you nailed That's it. That's what he channeled. That's exactly what he was thinking about. He channeled that. Like, oh, God, brother, no. Now that I think about it, I'm surprised he let The Rock beat him at WrestleMania. No hey. one knew, knowing who he is. Exactly. Mm. Not doing the job, brother. Can't do it. Uh, <laughs> Good so for now bro- it's time. Good. He deserved that broken rib. Right. He did. Sucker. But um, now it's time for the big fight. The main event here. Did, did you, you uh, take place? That, that promo. Did you write anything down about that? Which promo? Uh, they, had, they showed Brel. It was like the TV promo for the match uh, between Zeus and Hogan, uh, or it might've been like a press conference and Brell used the, used the phrase in this very ring. I, I noted that this Brell was Vince McMahon. There's no doubt in my mind. Pretty much. Yeah. He was a dramatized version of Vince McMahon. Yeah. Uh, well, dramatized. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> there's no telling that. There's no saying that he wasn't like that in real life. Right. <laughs> but he, he used the phrase in this very ring and I was like, Oh, that's that's funny. Vince probably wrote that himself. He absolutely did. Maybe he, he might have wrote all of Brell's lines. <laughs> probably. He wrote Jockass. Now I gotta go back and watch all the old shows to see if Vince ever uttered the word jockass on TV. Probably did. Just forgot about it. Yeah. But uh we're finally time finally here for the main event for the big fight and as samantha is wheeling in randy because again (laughs) randy cannot walk on his own he is in a wheelchair he is all messed up he needs 24 7 care they're wheeling him in and they get on an elevator and this whole elevator thing is rigged for some reason and they snatch samantha off for no real reason what is why do they keep messing with this woman yeah like she's Assaulted in the parking garage, the dude bro smacks her in the face, and now just for no reason kidnaps her. Cause there has to be, there absolutely has to be a damsel in distress at some point, which Rip <laughs> doesn't even go to save. And like he has to save her, it was for nothing, and it's just she escapes on her own anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
That was the like, funny part to me. Is she wound up escaping on her own. Right. The stupid security guy. Like, yeah, fight. Yeah, get him. And she just slips right out. It's like, what? And what then he doesn't even go after her. He, he goes back to the guys like, she's, she's gone. <laughs> she's gone. <laughs> Where did she go? Come on. <laughs> so evil is that bro. Ask, he tells Rip. He doesn't really ask him. He tells him, hey, make it look good for 10 minutes. And you take a dive. And I put, you know, like real wrestling. <laughs> you know, give it 10 minutes. Have, you know, have a big smile at the end. You lose. Mm-hmm. Like actual wrestling, you know. Like the real yeah, stuff. He, he, know, he knows how the business works. Exactly. That's why he's Vince McMahon, like we said. Uh, then Braille makes, not Braille, Rip. Oh, uh, Popo running around here. Is that, Bray, Bray up. is that the fiend? Maybe. Scott Steiner is coming. Uh, okay. Well. <laughs> restaurant owner. Scott Steiner. <laughs> Rip makes his entrance into the arena wearing the winged eagle WWF championship with a white strap. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Uh, yeah. At that point, I never did. He, he was also, he it had the white strap in the opening scene, too. I didn't recognize it in the opening scene, but yeah. I saw it here. And I was like, oh, that actually looks really good. Yeah, it does. I don't. I think Ultimate Warrior was the only one that had the white one. Hogan always had the black one. So that's that's also part of the what I noticed, you know, four or five-year-old. And I'm like, wow, that he always wears the title and it's black. And now it's white. It's weird. Warrior had a white strap? I don't recall. Yeah, he, he had a white strap here and there. Uh, he... Also had like a light blue one. He actually had quite a few, because I guess uh, the color, the colorful colors he wore. I guess it went with that. Hogan always had the black one. I don't remember anyone else having a different color than the Warrior. Yeah, because Warrior had like yellow. He had like purple, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, uh, I do remember those, but I don't remember a white one. But we saw it here. I thought, yeah, it's I'm probably like, like in like, Survivor kind of Series ninety or something like that. I think it was white. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, that, that looked kind of dope. But watching but, uh, Hogan with it, who I've only seen with the title with black, I, I thought it was like, it just looks so different <laughs> in a good yeah. way. You know, I, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it a lot, actually. That's the only thing I liked in this movie, probably. <laughs> <laughs> the only positive thing I had I mean, it also, lo- it also worked out that that's a beautiful title. So, <laughs> yes. um, you know, it, it got a lot of play on the opening scene and the, this fight scene. It it uh it has it's, it's a lot of people's favorite title that winged yeah. eagle title. Yeah, and the only issue I had with it was like I felt it was too small. So when they introduced the bigger one, I love that way more. But just the design, it's so classic that uh, you know the size doesn't matter to me anymore when when it comes to that belt. I think it was just like one of the perfect belts they ever had. It was. It was a great title. It was a great title, but uh. Somebody tweeted at us to give John Crux NXT reviews on straight shooters. Is John Crux a uh, wrestling fan? Uh, well, I might have to. Look, we might have to look into that. Yeah, I don't know. I just saw that tweet come up. Uh, yeah, I, I see it too. I don't understand. But uh, so somebody, we have two of them. 
love that he name dropped NXT during the Phillies game. So I guess I'm gonna have to. Okay. Well, he, I guess he said it during the Phillies game. Yeah. How about that? So somebody tweeted, "Hold up, John Cruck watches NXT." That was at nine twenty six. Right now it's nine twenty eight. We're recording. And someone said, need Crux NXT takes on Shooters Radio. So I guess next episode we'll uh, revisit that. I DVR the games, so I will go back to that and hear what he has to say. And then I'll let I'll send Vaughn a transcript. And then we'll go <laughs> over there it. There you go. <laughs> the transcript from my desk first thing tomorrow morning. <laughs> I'll do it like Friday or Saturday. <laughs> so let's see. Zeus. Walks to the ring, wearing and uh, whoops he, up on Rip a lot. Look, he is dressed for WrestleMania. He's got the metal toes, metal knee pads, Legion of Doom likes, you know, shoulder pads. Zeus, he's booked to win, man. Well, spoiler, he did not. Ah. So, <laughs> um, while he's whooping Rip's ass. That sounds weird. Um, Samantha sneaks out of the office, like I said. She gets to the elevator. Rip's homies just come for some reason and help her escape. Don't know why that happened. Uh, why wouldn't it be watching Rip fight right now? You notice uh, the crowd? Point, what's that? Did you notice the crowd? I did not. They are dressed. It's like black tie. Yeah, that was Dresses, hot. tuxedos. Very weird. I mean, I guess... When you go to like a big, or you see, I should say, a big boxing match that's in like Caesar's Palace somewhere, and it's like the tickets are super expensive. Most people are dressed up, they're yeah, dressed but, to impress. But this was in the Impact Zone, so. Well, they tried to make it look like it was like a big boxing fight <laughs> type of deal. It I just think. made me laugh because they 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 pan the crowd like cheering, and you see like elegant dresses and tuxedos right. and everything, and I'm just like, okay, this is weird. <laughs> Yeah, that's not the norm. You know, the, the norm is black T-shirts at a wrestling show nowadays. But <laughs> yeah, like were they selling merchandise there? What the hell, bro? Come on, <laughs> bunch of Rip'em shirts, of course. <laughs> um, Zeus at some point takes the ring post out of the <laughs> ring and tries to impale Rip. That's murder, bro. This is what got you in jail the first time. Battle of the hey, tough you go guys, again, dude. Trying to kill somebody on national TV. Battle of the tough guys, man. No, they're probably Battle protected. Of murderers. Yeah, he's probably protected. He, if he kills Rip, Brawl will keep him out of jail. Battle of the Impalers. There you go. Nah. B O T I. Bodie. Bodie. <laughs> Bodie. Uh, apparently Zeus's finish is to try to rip Rip's head off. And while he was doing it, Rip is down on his knees, and Zeus is standing up. You can only imagine where Rip's head was in the midst of this. <laughs> the visual was striking. I would just say that. Yes. Notice I that don't know too. if it was intended, but it was a striking visual nonetheless. Um, <laughs> eventually, while Rip is down getting beat up, Rip looks over and sees... Samantha, he sees his brother moves his pinky, and he becomes inspired, right? I wrote here, 
he's the type of guy that goes to the basketball park. You know, you go to the park, play basketball. <laughs> yeah. And the one dude, he's there. He plays like a scrub normally. But as soon as girls show up, all of a sudden, he's pulling out all his best crossovers and everything. He's trying to do everything. Ah, ah, ah. He's still trash, but he's trying. Ooh, ah. Only because girls are there. You're describing me to a T. Well, I'm describing Nick Bacone and Rip. As soon as girls show up, ah, ah, watch my move, watch out, watch out, I got it. I trying to do ISO all the time, like, bro, this is not, <laughs> bro, you're not Joe Johnson, you're not ISO Joe. Pass the ball, you are 0 for 12 today, you are trash. But, you know, that's how that went. Uh, for some reason, <laughs> his brother fell out of the wheelchair, and then Zeus kicks him <laughs> while he's on the <laughs> ground. <laughs> I died laughing uh, rewound it and watched it again i swear <laughs> i did i don't like, know why that was so funny like he Juice can barely leg. move his pinky but then he's reaching for rip right and then he falls like wait he can move all of a sudden like what it's a miracle <laughs> and then he, he gets a move. kick his a kick to his solar plexus <laughs> he kicked the hell out of this man <laughs> while he's on the ground for no reason <laughs> I died laughing. I'm sorry. That that probably makes me a terrible person, but I thought that was really funny. While this is happening, all chaos is breaking loose. All hell is breaking loose. <laughs> Bro, for some reason, just starts unplugging stuff. He's losing his mind. He's, no, no. He's just ripping stuff out the wall. I guess he's cutting the feed to the show, so he don't want people to see <laughs> Zeus lose. That made no sense to me. It just didn't make any sense. You're all about the so, ratings, dude. Come on. Right. Even if he loses, you still get the ratings. So he starts pulling plugs. And Zeus, they eventually fight their way up to some balcony type of thing. Rip hits him with his finish. Like you said, the double axe handle. Knocks Zeus, Zeus like 15 feet in the air through the ring. <laughs> Boom, the whole ring breaks. But there's some terrible sound effect. Like the, the editing on that sound. It was like, <laughs> and it was like, what? what was that? Like. Was that it? Was that just that? We waited all this movie just to hear that when he hit the ring. Thanks. So then, it's not over yet, because Zeus is down there dead. Everybody's happy, but <laughs> Rip has Zeus got is dead. One more Everyone's person. cheering. All right, Rip has got one more person to kill, and that's <laughs> Mr. Jockass himself, bro. He goes into the <laughs> into the control room where Bro was. Bro was, by the way, he was sitting like in a control room with a bunch of monitors and equipment. That's why he's ripping stuff out of the walls. He goes into the control room. The control room is a mess. Rip just walks slowly up to him. Bro backs up into some equipment and it gets electrocuted. Like 50,000 volts go through his body. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. He falls over and dies. Well, before that, he called him a jockass one more time. <laughs> I noted that too. <laughs> that was his last yeah, word. Jackass! His last word spoken. Then, then die. Then he gets electrocuted and then dies on the spot. <laughs> and everybody's happy. <laughs> everybody's cheering. Everybody's like, "Rip, rip, rip!" Meanwhile, Zeus is still motionless. He, at the very least, he's probably actually paralyzed. <laughs> but, you know, could be dead. He hasn't even opened his eyes. Yeah, he's bleeding from the mouth. I took that as a sign that he is deceased. Internal bleeding, not good. He, he, or he's well on his way to being deceased. And Brel 
Homeboy just got shocked all the hell. He's definitely dead. There's smoke coming from his body. Like, he's been barbecued. And everybody's like, yay! Like, what? He just murdered two people. <laughs> Yo, y'all act like y'all don't see a dead body in that control room right now. <laughs> like, that man is dead. He loves the kids. It's okay. And that's no holds barred. I had no idea that he, like, two people would die. <laughs> you know, I watched it, you know, as a kid, and, you know, I'm not sitting here thinking, like, they're dead, dead. I just think, okay, the good man wins. They're just, like, you know, he overcame them. And I, re- I realized, you know, oh, they're supposed to be dead. Okay. That's a little weird. It's Look, I was expecting weird. to watch. I was expecting to watch a cheesy, yet wholesome action movie, and this turned into a horror movie real fast. Where Rip is the killer. Rip was a bad guy <laughs> in this movie, just like Hulk Hogan was in real life. Yeah. And 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 wrestling real life and in real life in general, but <laughs> he. Accost Brell, even though Brell was being an asshole to him, let's, let's be real, shoves a check down his throat. He makes a guy poops his pants, probably <laughs> killed those other henchmen. Uh, he treats Samantha like trash in the hotel room. Then he doesn't check on her after she's been assaulted by some strange man. He... <laughs> what else did he do? He... Was a punk. He didn't answer Zeus's challenge when he pulled up on him at the charity event, and then he killed him. <laughs> he murdered this man. Now Zeus wasn't a good guy, but he wasn't a coward. I'll give him that much credit. He wasn't no punk. <laughs> Rip was a punk. Yeah, not great. Not great. Not the hero we deserve. Ah, oh, I know, damn hero. What the hell? This movie was trash, trash. And yeah. we just did a deep dive on it for like we, two hours. We did. We did. And Anything else you got to say about this movie before we wrap you, it up here, Nick? This make you laugh during the match. Charlie's, you know, at ringside with everyone. And he goes, Zeus, I'll get you, Zeus. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, you what's won't. he going to do? What's Charlie going to do to Zeus? Come on. The first time you tried to get him, quote unquote, he put you in the hospital and paralyzed you. You can't even walk on your own. Oh, this is Charlie, the trainer, the old guy. Oh, I thought you were talking about Randy. <laughs> no, Charlie. No. Yeah, Charlie's old ass. <laughs> Juice, I'll get you, Juice. This was after he tried to kill Rip with the ring post. And oh, Charlie yeah, goes, Juice, I'll get you, Zeus. Like, what are you going to do, Charlie? Come on. You're about, to, you're about to nod off right now at the show. Zeus pulled a Randy Orton and punted his ass. <laughs> he did. He, he didn't just kick him. <laughs> he he punted him. Kicked him square in the face. And then you see later on, Charlie's just sitting there like, ooh, ooh, that show didn't hurt. Like, bro, he should be unconscious. He should be in a wheelchair like Randy. <laughs> like, what? He kicked him dead in the face. This poor old man. He just sitting there like, oh, man. Ooh, child, that was that was that sucked. That, that didn't feel good at all. Too they should funny, be rushing man. that man to the hospital. He probably got internal bleeding as well. Call the ambulance. So. Too funny, man. Too funny. 
And of course, at the end, Zeus has to do his trademark hand signal and go the ooh, whatever the hell that ooh. is. That really bothered and a freeze me. Freeze frame. Yeah, the whole ooh really bothered me. The whole movie really Not- bothered me. <laughs> Honestly, um, it was so bad. And I've watched some bad movies over in my lifetime. And this is a movie. They have that- some redeeming quality to them. Some of those movies. <laughs> Something. This one did not. I got nothing out of it besides Randy getting kicked <laughs> when he's on the ground. <laughs> 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 that was funny. <laughs> and Randy crying in the hospital. <laughs> the two worst parts of the movie is the ones I'm laughing at the most. <laughs> yeah, it takes a special type of movie to have that kind of... Uh reaction <laughs> that's so funny man just not not wwe's best and what cracks me up is now on the hulu version and whatever they before the movie starts toward the opening credits or whatever they have that wwe studio symbol and it just cracks me up because like they added that in for for whatever reason uh like said, WWE, like first, wwe studios or something but that's the first wwe mark. studios production yeah, but what it wasn't even WWE Studios. It was Titan at the time or whatever. Titan Sports. Like it is now. That stuff just cracks me up and seeing like the new logo. It wasn't even the logo they have now. It was the old Scratch logo. The old Scratch WWE logo. Like WWE Studios. Like what? <laughs> like too funny, man. Surprised it's not on Peacock actually. I'm surprised it's on Hulu cuz now you got all those well, WWE documentaries on Peacock now. Well, you know, some some things have contracts. Like, I remember when Disney Plus first started, some movies they were going to have, but they couldn't get them until a certain amount of time. Like, they, they were contractually obligated right, to be right. on Netflix or Hulu yeah. until, say, you know, March or whatever. Yeah. And once that time ran out, then it would go to Disney Plus. Like, I remember Mighty Ducks, when they, Disney Plus first came out, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm watching Mighty Ducks. And then <laughs> it said, won't be available until October 2020. I was like, what uh, in the hell? Bull-ish. Something like that. It was something way far off in the future. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I am upset. So maybe it's something like that, that they had some type of contract or something like that. They're contractually obligated to keep it on Hulu. Right. Hulu. There are some like streaming shows that are on both or multiple platforms, but I don't think No Holds Barred is going to be very uh, wanted by these streaming yeah. services. It's not going to be in high demand at right, all. Right, right. So, uh, we are probably the only people in the world right now paying this movie any attention. And uh, <laughs> you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> yeah, we're you close to three welcome. hours of deep diving, no holds barred. I mean, yeah. it's a movie. It is. It, it was. It's a thing. So, with that said, Nick, take us out with some plugs, please. You can follow us at Shooters Radio on Twitter and on Facebook at facebook.com slash shooters radio. Follow me at Nick Bacone on Twitter, and we will uh, try to touch base on those John Cruck NXT remarks. Uh, I'll go I'll go back there. So tune in next week to our episode and uh we'll we'll you know I'll I'll reply to those people on Twitter that uh tweeted us during our recording of this show. Also follow me at phillyinfluencer.com and phillyvoice.com. I am at Vaughn M. Johnson on Twitter. 
you can't find me on there, you may find me in these streets, but probably not. Because, uh, of course, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, but I'm also, you can find me on PhiladelphiaEagles.com writing all kinds of stories. Uh, I've been writing. I've been writing a lot lately. So check me out, PhiladelphiaEagles.com. And, uh, yeah, for Nick Pacone, I am Vaughn Johnson. Thanks for listening to episode 250, a monumental milestone episode 250 of The Straight Shooters. And we'll catch you all again next week. Peace.